Welcome back to the Nick Wilkie Project. I'm Nick. It's just a podcast with regular people, everyday conversations. Let's get it. Normal? <laughs> <laughs> English word speaking. All right. All right, now that that's working, um, here's Joe uh, and Kavika just hanging with me. And uh, we were actually just talking a little bit just before. Um, Joe was telling me a little bit about uh, your family, right? So you've been mm-hmm. married, I think you said 20 years. Coming up on 20 years. 20 June years. 26th. And I have to get that right because i got to tell you a funny story about that one. So, okay, so uh, originally married 1999. And then we were separated in uh, 2004. Then 2006, if I'm not mistaken, we were officially divorced. Got back together in 2008 and remarried 2009. So 10 years from our original uh, wedding date. And then when my wife and I were dating again in 2008, first thing I did when I looked at her, I was like, so again, granted, my wedding date is June 26th. So I was looking at her when we were dating. I said, so knowing things are going good, knowing that we're going to get remarried, I just looked at her and I said, so what about June 28th? And she goes, what about June 28th? And I was like, <laughs> you going to make me say this? And she goes, yeah. I was like, no, yeah. Are we going to get married June 28th? And she goes, what about June 26th? I was like, oh. <laughs> then the only thing I could counter with was, well, it has been four years. <laughs> Which didn't even, yeah, it was uh, a little. Yeah, yeah, you have a cool story because, like, you were, you know, dating, married your wife, and then mm-hmm. just things didn't work out, I, I guess to say. Mm-hmm. And you guys got a divorce and then remarried a, a few years later. Yeah. And then in between all that, you had two kids. Yes. Basically, so, right? Uh, my daughter was born in 98. And then we got married in 99, so she was already a part of the family. And then my older son was born in 2002. So uh, my daughter, Joran, uh, again, will be 21 this year. And then JC will be coming up on 17 this year. Yeah. yeah. And then you have your little guy, Jarrell. He came into the picture after my wife and I got back together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you and your wife are doing great now, you were, we're telling me, right? We're doing really I mean, good. You guys have been in a... You're, in a, you got, you're doing a lot of stuff in your life, right? I mean... There's a lot of stuff you've been changing, you told me, and you guys are... I like not that you weren't yeah. doing good, but, you know, this is just things you told me. I think it's more intentional focus this time around. So, I guess my wife and my older son's birthday. So, JC uh, and my wife's birthday is on December 28th. Both that's of right, that's right. Yeah, so, so 17 years ago, I didn't have to get her anything. <laughs> <laughs> she gave me the greatest gift. <laughs> but with that, that, though, uh, I told myself after their birthday, so December 29th, I was going to change my life for uh with better intention better focus try to um work on my health work on my finances and just be an overall better guy and just be more passionate for the things i I enjoy about life yeah i think that's pretty fortunate to be able to go through that because i think a lot of people they they end up going through issues in the relationship they split up and then they learn so much in that downtime Mm. And they learn like how they could have changed or things they could have done better. Absolutely. And you're in a very unique situation where you actually got back together with the same person. Yes. And got to, and they also learned stuff from the situation that you guys are both bringing into this new covenant that you said. Yes. So one of the awesome things about it is I had uh, a few great buddies who were praying for me, and my wife had uh, her brother-in-law and sister-in-law and her friends praying for her. 
So it's not like we were single during that time. We actually were dating other people. And then, you know, however that worked out, which didn't, we got back together. And yeah, yeah, like you said, it was, it was more powerful the second time around for sure. That's awesome. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, Kavika, you're um, asking a lot of questions about this, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> so. So before the little issue with the technicalities happened in the last time of recording, I was talking to Joe about uh, getting married myself. Um, Congratulations once thank again. You, thank you, thank um, you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I told everyone do not disturb mode, and then I'm on. That's all right. I'll just throw it on right now. Continue. Of all the people. So I'll be getting married on June 1st. We're having oh, a super nice. small wedding, which I'm sure you're going to end up crashing at some point. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> so just let you guys know, before this, I told Kavika... I've always enjoyed this guy, uh, love this guy, as well as Nick. And um, uh, if there's anybody who I feel that's passionate about um, doing things for themselves, Kavika is definitely one of them for all the things he's accomplished. So for me personally, I just thought he was going to have an epic uh, uh, video uh, story, or if not, maybe slideshow with pictures, and I just wanted to at least see that. So that's why I wanted to crash his wedding. Continue yeah, on. and it turns out we're not even having any video. Then I just want the food now. <laughs> so I won't even send you an invitation I'll just I'll let Nick know where it is and you will find out somehow and end up there anyway so put me on a scavenger hunt fine. that's true yeah yeah that's true yeah you're getting I mean you're getting married pretty soon what it's almost April basically almost a month yeah no yeah. two months two months sorry well, how's May, that June 1st May's I don't even know there. what it is right now how's that coming along the plans for it uh, it's good we're actually meeting with uh, it's very fortunate because we're having the party at my um one of my best friends from high school, mm. she her family lives on the beach in Wailua. Nice. So they have a nice big backyard. And, oh, nice. Uh, the mom, Auntie Twyla, she's like my second mom. So she's helping us out, organizing all the, the um, tent and the catering and stuff like that. So she's done a ton of weddings there. She's actually having another wedding the week after for her cousins. So we're kind of doing a joint rental thing, which oh, is really sweet, nice. Oh, that's sweet, man. So, that's cool. Uh, anybody out there... If, if you are having an event in a similar, uh, or in, in the same place, it's actually cheaper to leave it there for two weeks oh. than it is to rent it for two separate occasions. Oh, wow. Oh, that Even makes sense. The, yeah. I've always so. thought about that. Like, I feel like I could buy a hundred tablecloths and just wash <laughs> them and hold them yeah. and rent them out when I could. I mean, yeah. I feel like people do that, right? Mm -hmm. That'd be a, see, hey, speaking of that sort of like side hustle. Mm. Right? Tell yeah. me about that. Joe. So Joe's been working on some side hustles, and you told me about a podcast. Yes. Side hustle. So before I go on to that, though, one thing I want to mention um, about the wedding um, destination. No, no, we can go on to that. Well, real fast. <laughs> because when I got married the first time, uh, I got married at Shriners uh, out in Waimanalo. The hospital? No, it was like a, it's like <laughs> a location. Kidding. Yeah. I know there's like, yeah, Shriners is known for the oh, hospital. Oh, it's right past the... It was the right next to the original Magnum PI yeah, yeah. house. Okay. Oh, nice. And then the second time I got uh, married in 2009, it was at my brother-in-law's house. He had a big backyard, so it reminded mm -hmm. me of that, like more the intimate setting. Yeah. And yeah. it's just real um, uh, more comfortable and you're able to mingle with the guests a lot more easier. Yeah, we want it to be a little bit more like, hey, come just hang out. We yeah. don't want it to be super uncomfortable and formal. It is a beach wedding. I'm probably going to have a suit, but I'm probably going to be barefoot walking on the beach. That's what in I the did. Backyard, so. Oh, question. Sorry, I will get no, no, to you're good, man. that. You're good. Are you going to do anything to surprise your bride-to-be? The reason why I say that, for me, I am not a dancer. But during my second wedding, I actually uh, learned um, con uh, contemporary sign 
dance? Well, yeah, Looking yeah. at me, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> when did I see you actually do that? I feel like I saw you do that somewhere. What is um contemporary sign dance? How many tangents are we going on here? It's fine. What's con- is it, what's contemporary sign? So dance? it's like you know, like you're you're doing a sign language to a um, a song. Kind of like hula, right? Yes, it's, it's similar. similar. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So thankfully for me, I'm not coordinated, so I was just using my upper body. <laughs> so my lower body just had to stay stationary, and I was totally fine. You might have seen that through uh, Peter Fowler, because they were the ones that filmed it. No, actually, no, they didn't film that part. I know they took pictures of it. Oh. But yeah, I'm not sure where. Uh, you would yeah, have seen I mean, it. Well, we'll, we'll talk about it. Well, we'll jo- I'm pretty sure Jordan listens to this podcast, too. So tell us the surprise that you're going to do for, <laughs> for her wedding, because apparently well, Joe's got some... Well, she'll, she'll be very upset to hear that I haven't figured anything out yet, but <laughs> I'm working on it. Yeah, yeah. Go. I'm sure he'll do something. Um, well, I mean, you've been married 20 years. He didn't ask, but you got any advice for a couple young guys like us? I was actually going to ask. Mm. Yeah. I'd be interested. You can, um, yeah. Uh, one thing that's been coming up a lot lately with my friends as far as their struggles with uh, uh, marriage is understanding your spouse's love language. Mm. That's uh, that's I've been hearing key. So as long as you're speaking into that, even if it's not something you're comfortable with as mm-hmm. far as your own love language, as long as you fill up their uh, their yeah. tank and their meter, uh, you, you seriously or literally you can't do no wrong. That's funny because we just had that conversation maybe last month or something, mm-hmm. but uh, we we're talking about how... You know, well, obviously people have different love languages, sure. but people with a certain love language just assume that other people uh, receive yeah the same the same. And also, like if you're familiar with one love language, you, you're very comfortable expressing that love yep. language. So it's it's hard to uh, change the it's dynamics. Hard to change how you express to somebody. It's just unfamiliar to you. Mm-hmm. So what's your yeah. love language, Joe? Uh, when I was single, it's physical touch. <laughs> 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 no, but I think now it's a. Uh, I think most men gravitate towards this, but not all. Uh, words of affirmation, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then um, uh, physical touch. So, and I know my wife is. I feel like her love language is all of it. Oh yeah, except yeah. physical touch. <laughs> <laughs> so I think she I heard, relies uh, heavily on acts of service. I mean, I heard cleaning the house and acts like doing acts dishes. That help, acts of service. Helps. Yeah, yeah, it does. That's good. That's super funny, man. Yeah, mine's definitely words of affirmation, but um, Melissa's is quality time. Mm. Um, and I like gifts as well. So it's like I try and love her by giving her a gift, and yeah. she's like, I don't want that. I want you to spend all day yeah. with me. I'm like, but I could just give you a gift and be done with it. And then I can do what I want to do. But I got to sacrifice and love her. It me 10 minutes to give this to you. <laughs> yeah. And then I can go do whatever, you know, but nah, well, let's go do something. Well, my quality time was finding the gift <laughs> to give you. Yeah. Without her. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, and yours is the same words of affirmation. So my, mine is very similar to Joe's. Uh, words of affirmation um, and uh, physical touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think I think I do have a little bit of uh, what is that acts of service. Mm-hmm. Letting people kind of do stuff for you. Yeah, I, I feel like I excel in expressing that more though, because mm-hmm. I I always like end up doing stuff just washing the you know washing sure. the dishes all that kind Taking of stuff. Care. Yeah. At the same time, I I suck at it. What's Jordan's then? Out of curiosity. Um, hers is a combination. It's definitely touch, physical touch, um, and quality time, I think. Mm. Um, I, I like to get her gifts here and there, but I'm not sure if... <laughs> it's a funny story. Her, her last birthday gift, we're, we're kind of trying to be you know, fina- financially yeah, yeah. conscious. Because okay. we have the wedding coming up. We're doing some investing stuff. Yeah. Um, and I got her this La Crusade pot from uh, Williams Sonoma. Mm. It's like a three hundred dollar pot. 
Jeez. <laughs> but so we had been going there and she'd been checking it out. She already has like a really big one, really yeah, nice yeah. one for, for large parties and stuff like that. But she wanted something smaller. Oh, like a cooking pot. Yeah, I'm yeah, thinking yeah. like a flower pot or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a cooking pot. Oh, okay. Sorry, La Crusade. You don't know. I don't. I, I just. I pretended like oh, I knew it. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> yeah, I pretended to hope somebody else would call it out. <laughs> yes, definitely. Do you know Maybe. what it is? I do now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So you went to this place. So got I went to this place. We got. I, I got this uh, smaller version of the one she already had because she wanted oh, nice. something more manageable that she yeah. could cook with more often and not be like, oh, I gotta carry this huge thing around, and. uh she returned it. <laughs> oh dang! What? Did she... it, it wasn't. It's not like that. I, yeah. I painted no, it horribly. No, no, like no. she's like super appreciative, but um, and she, she even approached me like very graciously. I, I really don't want you to be like upset that um, that I want to return it, but I really appreciate you thinking it was so thoughtful and all this stuff. But I want to be more financially conscious. Yeah, 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 pick yeah. out something else. Oh, that's nice. Like, oh, that's oh, awesome. That's you know? awesome story. That's one thing I've learned. However, <laughs> I haven't got her anything to replace it yet. <laughs> Oh, so isn't that up to her to figure out? You've already did the deal. Yeah, you've done your part, man. If she wants something else, she just go do it. Oh, okay. Well, if she asks, I'm going to tell her that you guys said Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I always okay. buy stuff with the intent that it's going to be returned. I just assume <laughs> that whatever I get her is going to get returned. I'm not hurt, and then she can go get what she wants, well, you but got I put in the effort. Ten years under your belt. You got about 20 years under your belt. I think that's quality advice. It's true, yeah. <laughs> just assume it's going to be returned and spit on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Melissa doesn't do that at all. Yeah, but I, I think yeah, mine's like traded said, a few of my stuff. Wait, what? What are you talking about? Traded? I bought her some. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it was some Tahitian pearls and Hawaiian bracelets. You know, like the gold <laughs> bracelets. <laughs> and during the time when things were rocky, she traded it. Oh damn! Yeah, and I was like, huh? This, <laughs> this doesn't help your cause between us any. Traded it for money? <sighs> no, she didn't trade for money. I forget what she got in return. Oh well. Oh well. She's happy, out. and then if I think about it now, I don't even remember what it was. So, is it? Yeah, yeah, tell one. me this, though. So, I don't have. I have one kid, and she's really young. So she's okay. uh, eleven months actually, pretty soon. So, congrats oh, to me. Not Melissa. even a year yet. It'll be a year April. Wow, you're coming to the party, right? I am now. And anyone listening, April twenty seventh, Melissa's gonna love this. Um, eleven to two, it's at the church here. Um, we're gonna have a bounce house, so bring your kids. Okay. A popcorn machine. I sent you the invite already. I think. Yeah, but I gotta uh, rent a kid. Anyway, I'll um. <laughs> nah, you can still come with no kid. Yeah, and take one of mine. You can still be in the bounce house because I'm gonna. Anyway, yeah, you guys definitely should oh, come. Cool, yeah, thanks, for man. Sure. Um, but what was it saying? Oh, uh, you have a child, eleven months. Oh old. yeah, yeah. Okay. So tell me this, okay? Once you get a kid, do you not have to get a gift for your spouse anymore? Because it's all about the kids. It tends to be more about the kids, but yes, you should still be mindful and get your spouse a gift. Maybe it might not have to be as uh, expensive or. Like that, because you'll put it more towards a child. But yeah, but you pretty much have been married always with kids. Pretty much, your yes. whole life has been yeah, with, yeah. Like me and Melissa were married almost nine years before we had a kid. So it's like Christmas so time. So you your buy gift each other giving stuff. was good until you had your daughter, and then no, I still get her good stuff. Okay. But I've just been wondering if it's gonna. If you, I should, should you taper that off? Yes, yeah, yeah. I guess <laughs> for my wallet, I should and, <laughs> and stuff. But just curious, your thoughts on that? Hmm. Well, I think over time, my wife's, uh, I'm going to assume her love language has changed more towards quality time. So with that, we will not buy gifts as much as buy experiences, I guess. Nowadays. Oh, nice. It's like save to go to Disneyland. Yeah, or, just or save to go to maybe the beach. Mm. or um, Beach is free. Beach is free. But I mean, <laughs> buying everything for the beach, like the cooking. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah, easy yeah. to save for. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, we also try to go um, maybe a hotel somewhere throughout the weekend. Yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Just real stuff to bless them and be together is kind of the yeah. 
Yeah, that's I guess really good advice. Yeah, safer experiences and. Like I've been that. learning that a lot more lately. Uh, I've been trying to spend more on experiences than I have on gifts. I've I've, I've learned it. I haven't been executing it. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it sinks when you buy something, spend a lot of money on it, and then in a year or two, it's like you're like, man, I spent all the money on that, and there it is, sitting there not doing nothing. Could have like done something else, you know. Yep. Um, have you guys heard of uh, birthing, birthing gifts? Yes. It's called a push present. <laughs> a push present, yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> Is this a reason that, bro. Nope. I'm not touching that, that nope. conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. So, Melissa, right, when she um, had the baby, she was telling me, like, have you ever heard of a push present, Nick? I'm like, sure haven't. <laughs> She's like, well, you're supposed to get me something for, for pushing the baby out. So, I was like, okay, I'll think about it, you know, whatever. Like, we'll think about I'm it. Not so, she um, had the baby. And um, it was a, a C-section. Hmm. So, you know, whatever time's going by. And she's so like, is that the clause? She's like, where, where is my push present? You and haven't like, pushed? I don't remember you pushing. I don't, yeah. It, as far as I, I'm concerned, that thing was removed from you. You yeah. owe me a gift for making me watch that. Yeah, if anything, there's no C-section gift. <laughs> That's right. So, um, anyway, I made that joke a lot and I got in a lot of trouble. Um, but I did. I bought her. We, she wanted, like, another ring. Like, because I guess she has, like, engagement ring and then, like, wedding band. And then she wanted, like, another one for, like, the front, I guess, kind of thing. So we went together. and Like, above the knuckle? No, no, not that. <laughs> it's not that. The rings are small, you know? Um, so, yeah, I got her, like, we got, we, she went and picked it out and we got her, like, a ring. But uh, she makes a joke a lot that uh, I told her, I said, you know, Melissa, this isn't a, this is a transition of life ring. This isn't, like, a ring for our child. Mm. Like, our child's name's Ayla, right? She's like, this isn't an Ayla ring. Or I said, this isn't an Ayla ring, it's a transition of life. She goes, no, no, no. If we have another kid, you're still going to get me something. <laughs> this isn't a transition of life. <laughs> that way you're out of getting ring. another kid. <laughs> but that's what I was going for, right? This isn't like a single, air, you know, just for this kid, and then if we have another, you get something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a transition of life ring. So, yeah, it didn't so, go too well, though. No, that didn't. Passive ability. Yeah. AOE ring. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's so nerdy. That's so good. One thing I was going to do with my older daughter. So her name is Joran. And Joran is a combination of my wife's first name, Aaron. Joe and Aaron minus the E. that we just mashed it up together. So, of course, she gets Jordan and all that good stuff. So one thing I would suggest to you is uh, I did not do this, but I've always been wanting to, was to put a ring on my daughter's finger and saying that she is um, married to Christ until somebody better comes along. Or well, not better. But somebody that's worthy can come along. Yeah, I was about to say, better. Where? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but worthy. No, that. I like that. It's till, You can have this ring until someone better than Jesus comes along. That means she never get married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she always be locked. Yeah. That's a really good idea. Yeah, when she's like a little older and, you mm -hmm. know, is like, that, that's a great, great idea. Um, yeah, I like the, I know you told me about the one thing you did with uh, Jarrell was um, you got like a, what was it Jarrell? You got a book, Dr. Seuss, mm, the, yes. all the places you will go. Yes. And, like, we're having, like, some influential people in his life, like, sign it as he, like, grows up and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then when he's older, you're going to give it give so it to him or something like that, right? What that was was I got inspired from somebody, I think, on Facebook. They posted up this thing that said uh, this father gave his daughter for a uh, high school graduation um, all the places you will go from Dr. Seuss. Now, the thing is, she looked at it. She was happy. She said, oh, thanks, Dad, because that was one of her favorite books that he would read to her. And then she put it to the side. But then the dad said, hey, try to pick it up and look into it. And when she did, open up the first page is everybody, every teacher as well as coach and, um, I guess, person of influence in her life left her a note um, throughout the years. He carried that book around for uh, 13 plus years. 
you got to sign by everybody as well as a remark or a comment. And then it just brought her to tears. So I borrowed that for my youngest, uh, Jarrell, and been getting the book signed by multiple teachers that's in his life, as well as uh, coaches. Yeah, that's so super good. Super neat. Yeah, we took a page out of your book, <laughs> pun intended, and uh, Melissa bought a book too, the Dr. Susan. It's a circus one or something. Mm. I forget the name of it, yeah. but uh, she wants to do something like that too. I'll be, I'd say that's a great idea. best thing you can do is just prep your daughter with that by reading that book to her so she yeah, grows yeah. Uh, close with it. Yeah, so she, it's like... It means something even more, yeah. It's like double meaning do. almost. Exactly. Oh, it's so sweet you're giving me this. You know I love this book and then boom, yep. all the people in it. You actually have quite a few things that you've done in, along those lines for your different... Probably, if you can kids, remind right? me of some of them. Uh, I mean, I, I remember when we were working together you had done some video stuff for, I think, your daughter? Oh, yeah. Um, was it the graduation video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. you're, you're always thinking of very like thoughtful and and, and that's as things far as I can go. So <laughs> the funny thing is, when it comes to gift giving, the only time I feel like I'm alive is during Christmas. It's oh. like birthdays, I will give them a a gift, but then Christmas is when I try and go all out. So uh, some of my best stories I know I've done is like um, um, scavenger hunts with gifts. Oh, nice! Around the house. So I'll uh, the, I think that, well one of the best ones I did was I was leaving my in laws' house at the time, and I mapped out on a graph paper like so many square footage of how their house layout was and it was a treasure map so then one gift which directed them on the treasure map to where to go and when they found a gift there they had to mark the x <laughs> on there and then when they found the four gifts and they kind of crossed the patterns x marked the spot and that's where their last 50 oh, years you know, it came out pretty cool did they love it like were they, they just it. Oh, they, they totally loved it because they were into it. I think, um, you know, it's one thing for me to give the gift, which is always good, but it's another that they have to work for the gift, which I think they enjoy a lot more. It tells a story too, right? Like when you just give something to someone, no big deal, but the journey to that something mm -hmm. is always more important. Yeah, I think the journey or even um, if you were to present the gift by telling a story about it first. So I know one other Christmas, um, I had all my nieces, nephews, and my kids um, without telling their parents uh, at my in-laws house to come up with a one-page uh, document that they write about what they're thankful for from their parents or just in life in general and then without my in-laws knowing or my brother and guys law uh, in-law knowing they stood in front and presented it so they they read out loud to all of us uh, what they were thankful for brought my just as i envisioned brought everybody <laughs> to tears the only oh, one nice. they didn't know was my wife but she didn't know what they wrote Ah, yeah, and yeah. then after that, I presented my in-laws with, um, I scanned their document in, and then I also found a picture and I kind of superimposed it, where you can see the document come through, and then I, I framed it, so that way they can put it up in the house. That's, what are you talking about? Oh, that's as far as I go. Dude, you're <laughs> well, now I'm That's what I'm saying. I've done nothing. <laughs> nothing. I, there's no sentimental bone in me. Like, that's what Melissa always says. She's like, uh, or my friend asked me one time in college, he's like, Nick, what do you, like, need? To like recharge or to like show other people you care about. Like, do you, I said, I don't need nothing. <laughs> nothing. He's like, there's nothing. There's nothing. But yeah, there's like, I'm so bad at that kind of stuff. That's encouraging though. You gotta take uh, a page out of your book and figure out how we can leverage your creative uh, mind in, in those areas to like do an ad or something for somebody. Absolutely, man. I mean, I'm down. I down to toss around ideas and stuff like that. Because it reminds me of that uh, that Apple commercial where the kids like he's kind of or the misunderstood, right? 
he's he's just filming. He's kind of on the side oh, yeah, by yeah, himself yeah. the whole time. The commercial. He's like on his phone basically. And like the and family like party, he's on his phone. Yeah, and then at the end, he's his on his gift phone. to the family. He's like playing the video of everybody that he recorded. Uh, like that kind of yeah. stuff is really powerful, and I think we could yeah. somehow leverage what's in your mind uh, and do something. Try my best, man. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, you're doing also this cool segue. Um, I guess uh, Jarrell, right, yes. is named after. Okay, so Jarrell is spelled J O R hyphen and capital E L, and he knows how to spell his name too. So everyone got great names. You got Jorin, Jarrell, and then <laughs> J C. Joe Jun, Joe the f- <laughs> Joe fifth, fifth. J C. It's like he got screwed, right? <laughs> nah, nah. But Jarrell, right? Jarrell. Got- <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. No, yeah, he did. But yeah, Jarrell, right? He's got, you know, named after Superman's dad, yeah. right? So Superman's Kryptonian's dad's name is Jarrell because his Earth father was uh, John, mm-hmm. Jonathan Kent. So yeah, uh, my w- <laughs> okay. So I guess another um, advice is if you ever want to prep your um, wife or uh, wife to be, um, I guess let them know what your intentions are way ahead of time. So what that looks like is when I wanted uh, my son's name to be Jarrell. I told my wife as soon as I found out she was pregnant, like we're gonna name him Jarrell. And of course, you know, fireworks are going off that day. She's like, "What? We are never naming our kid that. That is so stupid." And I was like, "Okay," because it was still <laughs> maybe eight months, eight months ahead of time. And then um, uh, so you just gotta um, keep chipping away at oh, it. Oh, that's exactly what it is. Because a month later, I would bring it up like, "Yeah, so I'm thinking about Jarrell," and then she was warming up to it. She said, you know, now that I think about it, it's not that bad of an idea. Then by the second, so it- third month in, the first <laughs> trimester down, I said, "So Jarrell," she says, "Yeah, I'm sold." I'm like, oh, that's so good. It's a no. A hard no, then it's a, oh, maybe. But then I realized that's how it works for me in life, too. I'm the same way. So when my wife tells me something that's coming out next week that she's going to do, for some odd reason, I default to, what? And I just get irritated. Then three hours later, she'll tell me the same thing again. I was like, yeah, that's fine. You know, I'm already prepped for it. And I don't know why I get go to the side of irritation. But after that, I'm fine. When a day, uh, whatever event yeah. happens, happens. At least I know ahead of time. And like, yeah, let's do it. If she tells me the day of, <laughs> and for three hours later, I just remain irritated the whole day. Life yeah. is all about expectations. Yeah, man. <laughs> Absolutely. That's really that's really good advice. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. I'm pretty sure Jordan's been doing that on me. <laughs> She's been hinting at having kids for the last, like, year and a half. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm like, what the heck? Here I am, like, oh, yeah, let's have kids. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, 20 minutes ago? It's a Jedi like, yeah, mind no. trick, bro. It's a Jedi, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Jedi mind trick. Apparently, I have a weak mind. <laughs> but you've been doing the um, commissions. Yes. Yeah, so uh, talk about that a little bit. So now we're gonna segue into my passion, or like tell my wife my first love. <laughs> Your passion project. <laughs> my comics, yeah, comic yeah. books. I've always been a huge comic book fan. Uh, for as far as I remember, my dad placed into my hands an Incredible Hulk issue when I was about four. That I. That's my earliest. Uh, memory that I have so since I have Jarrell my inspiration now is every time I go to conventions and alone I've been to this one here in Hawaii amazing Hawaii Comic Con now amazing Comic Con Aloha uh, it just allows me to connect with artists that I have grown up reading their artwork through mm-hmm. comic books so um, these guys have come down if it's the first time I met this artist and they are available for commissions which is them drawing an original piece for me and I ask them if they can draw a Jarrell now, thankfully, everybody gets great reaction from that because they said, I've never drawn a Jerome. And um, thankfully, a lot of these guys, I didn't realize going in that they can draw anything you want. If they don't know how to draw it, they just have reference and then they go from there. So I have right now over, I think, 32 commission pieces, all of Jarrell. Now, I asked them, they say, okay, which draw do you want? And when the first artist was asking me, I, didn't, I was like, well, just Jarrell. 
And so we had the Marlon Brando drill. You had the um, Russell Crowe drill. I was like, oh. So after research, I just let them choose whichever version they want. So Marlon Brando, Russell Crowe, uh, classic Jarrell from the comics, uh, Superman the Animated Series, Jarrell. There's so many variations. And in fact, Jarrell has just gone through another iteration in the DC universe uh, within the last year. So that's a different Jarrell too. Um, I think, uh, and I even told him to do mashups of Jarrell. So I have one Jarrell that was drawn by some Walking Dead artist. Oh, nice. And they're all about zombies. So they yeah. did a Marlon Brando zombified Jarrell. Oh, that's sick. That one came out super <laughs> nice. Yeah. And what are you doing with them all? Are you framing them? Are you putting, like, how are you? So they're all stacked them? nicely one on top of the other in my closet. <laughs> Very elaborate process yeah. to go through. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's super cool, man. Yeah, that's like your passion, right? I mean, you love comic books. I do. I do love comic books. And I think um, after... So I've stopped collecting here and there periodically for you know money's sake. But I think after this last comic convention, um, something great has happened to me during there. And now I'm just I'm more on a hunt of being a, not only a collector, but I guess um, a cl- an investor. So I'm trying to look to find comic books in order to resell it to mm-hmm. other people that, that want these issues. Yeah, tell me about this little project you've been working on. Sure. So I have a couple things I'm trying to do. One is uh, I enjoy the process of getting together with friends, kind of like this podcast here, just to you know talk about things, talk story. And comic books is just another venture for me to do that. So I was looking at doing a comic book swap meet. Now, I believe there might be some here in Hawaii, but in the mainland, mm. that's pretty much a um, uh, prominent thing in a lot of cities. What that looks like is you'll have a warehouse and people will come in, pay like $5, set up their boots and just um, shop their comic book wares to anybody that comes through. Huh. So it's literal comic book swap meet that just pops up. And it's only comic books or collectibles. So I was thinking of trying to do something here in Hawaii along that same lines and fashion, but I wanted to take it a step further because I like interacting with people about comics. Yeah, I think some of my best things I have done is at the comic conventions while I'm waiting in line, over time I got used to when I'm getting my comics signed by the artist, ask them a little bit about what thought process went into certain books and I found mm-hmm. out so much great information, things you won't be able to find online. Mm-hmm. Oh, because it's, it's directly with piece. the artist, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. But I think also too, we all of us have that same uh, story. So not just me as a comic collector, but other comic collectors I know would have those same stories. I talked to this one artist and they said this thing about this one piece. Mm-hmm. I'm all about the stories. The stories is what makes you connect to the piece a lot more. So creating so, like a whole community here. Yeah. Yes. It's funny because hearing you talk about this is super similar to Kavika. And yeah. like he does videography and like photography and stuff. And really what draws, I mean, I'm speaking for you a little bit, but the story. Well, that's actually exactly what I was thinking is the whole idea of getting together just to be around people and create a community. That's yeah. kind of how, I mean, I wasn't there at the beginning of High Sessions, but that's basically an idea of how High Sessions came about is a bunch of friends were like, you know, we have these commonalities in music, you're getting into video and all mm. this stuff. Like, let's just create a reason to get together and then in the process we'll create like these music videos, but really we just want to hang out. Yeah. And then now it's become something bigger. So. Uh. I'm really excited for for what you're trying to do because I can see the opportunity there, and, mm-hmm. and I think having it based around community is a is a very big part Thank of it. You. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I'm still a work in progress, but I realized for myself, December 29th, um, I was talking about I wanted to try and be a, a person of more intention. So December 28th, and years before, I think what I would do is I would research a lot. Mm-hmm. Research and research is is not a bad thing, but when you just research and take no action. 
then nothing will happen. So I am along this one um, adage I remember hearing, which is instead of ready, aim, fire, ready, fire, then aim. <laughs> and what that means is you prep yourself, you do it, and in the process of doing, you learn so much more, you make the tweaks along the way. So that's what I'm trying to do now is just not keep prepping myself for this because if I do prep, you know, I'll outsmart myself and not even follow through with anything. But I figured I'm just going to do it. Even if it, um, the first time I do a comic book swap meet, nobody shows up, that's okay. I'm still doing it. I'm in a process, and then I'll just make the tweaks in order to try to uh, hopefully get a bigger and better community. So, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Because you're not necessarily trying to just build your own comic inventory to just go to, like, you know, a, a farmer's market or somewhere, like, where they, you know, have, like, tents and booths and just mm-hmm. sell your own stuff. You're really interested in gaining other people interested in the same craft or passion mm-hmm. to do that, to, to be together, essentially. I think I still need an inventory, but it will be my... Uh, my segue into meet up with other people because you know I can't show up there with like two comics. Right, I'll right. I'll show up there with some comics, but with the intention of going further than just my inventory. Yeah, yeah. With good because right now all the comics you have are ones you love. You're not gonna. Do you still have that four year old Joe Incredible Hulk issue? No, I don't. Okay, that was my dad's. But you wouldn't sell that. Basically, is what I'm saying, right? I'm or, or everything's for sale. <laughs> well, that's actually like a tech. Uh, I don't know, a logistical question that has like yeah. when, you, when you come to a if you were to create something like that and people come with all their comics like how, how would you get comics to sell and like what's the process for something like that so if I was to create this uh, comic book swap meet yeah, yeah like, like? What, what would you need in order to show up mm. and set up a booth like? sure sure uh, a table and then you can bring whatever no no well because on the table like some people bring or like four or five chairs, tables table <laughs> well some people bring four or five Tent. tables uh, yeah, they, they go all out with their booth. And some people also have, I guess, um, what is it, like stands too. So they some people can go all out with their booths. And some even do advertisement with the big banners. For me, it would just be simple comic book uh, swap meet, just a table. And then uh, I would try and bring a few comic boxes, maybe some that will be like dollar bins. So it would be real fast um, and cheap. Just a spark, and maybe some other more expensive prized possessions to sell as well. Yeah. And that's that's the start. When I think of like a store, like mm-hmm. I don't know Whole Foods or something, like okay. they source from the farm and they get the fruits from there. Like, Got it. Where, where do comics come from? Yeah, that's sure. a, a great store question. come and drop them off at your doorstep, kind of thing. You, you know? can. So, um, <laughs> researching that right now. Tell oh, me ahead. the process of a comic book getting like written, drawn, made, and sold. And then distribute it. And yeah. distribute okay. it. I would love to know that. Okay, so as far as I know, um, you know, you have the, the three big companies. You have Marvel and DC, which is the top two. Mm-hmm. And then you also have Image as a close third, if not second sometimes. And what they do is you have the, the writer that will come up with a story. Then they send off a script to the artist. And the artist can interpret. Sometimes the writer can be really detailed as to how they want the panels to look. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes they leave it up to the artist to interpret. Then from the artist, it goes to an inker. Uh, now, the thing is that now this is something. Okay, so segueing. When I was going to comic conventions, I would bring my comic books to get signed. And when I did, I didn't feel that special with it. Because here I am holding on to these comics for 14 years. Mm-hmm. And who's to say that some guy be like, oh, my gosh, you're an artist that's here? Let me go to this comic book right now, store right now that's their comic vendor and buy the same issue and get it signed by you. Yeah, yeah, I got so it's almost saying, like okay, yeah. I'm here holding this for 14 years. It's like you heard so and so name was there. I went and rushed, bought a comic, and got him to sign it. Got him to sign it. So I didn't feel as special with that. So now I was like, okay, what way could I feel more special? And that's when I started doing commissions. Mm. So commissions is a uh, an actual piece that's just for me. But then I started thinking about that too. Is like, well, if I kept asking for Spider-Man commission heads, 
these guys draw that all day long. So mine won't look any much different than anybody else unless I come up with a unique character like Jarrell. Then I realized what would make me unique. And that goes back to what I'm talking about with um, the comic book production. And that's original art. Mm. Original comic book art. Now that's hard to get. Because there's um, out there floating for most times one page of comic book art. There could be three separate pages for the same page. Mm. And what that looks like is you have the pencilers. Tight pencils, loose pencils. And then they do what is called um, a Xerox copy, but they blue line it. And then they give it to the inker, and the inker will, will mark it up. So the reason why it's blue line because even if he doesn't ink certain parts, when they uh, put it through the printing process, the blue lines doesn't show up. I see. So then you have two images, one of the pencils, one of the ink, and then they send it off to, they take the ink one and make another version of it, send it off to the colorist. So then you have three pages of the same art. And then from there, what, it's digital, and then that gets put into the yeah, comic? Yeah, and that put, gets put I into see. the so comic. So you still have these original artwork pieces Three that pieces. Are, so I, if you, I know of a few people that try to go after all three, or at mm. least one of the three. So those are out, there's only one copy of those. They're essentially, yes. it's like the manuscript. Yes. Right? It's like the original copy. Mm-hmm. I never knew this. Yeah. I guess I just thought the dude sat down, drew his own comic out, and then they just printed a bunch of copies, and there's like an original... Anyway, it doesn't matter what I thought. No, no. Moron. <laughs> no, um, not at all. Wait, wait. So how do you get these original ones? And so, what's, who's more important in the line of the, the inker, the color, the person I'm assuming that drew Spider-Man for the first time? Mm-hmm. Didn't he do all three things? Inked no. it, colored it, and... So most times you'll have um, a penciler, an inker, and a colorist. And those mm-hmm. normally can be three separate people. The only times you may get the same person is the penciler and the inker. But then the colors is normally somebody separate. Yeah. Hmm. So it kind of reminds me of somebody that creates a movie, as far as I know. You know, a person who has more titles under their belt, so they're the director, the producer, the writer. I feel they have more creative control over their project. Kind of same like this, too. If you have a penciler and an inker, they're the ones that uh, put their artistic spin on it. Because here's my thing. If you have somebody that uh, pencils out a page... And you're to give that same page to six different inkers because they're all artists in their own right. Mm-hmm. You'll have six different outlooks of the, the yeah. same page. Yeah, and same with color. Yes, and same with color as well. It's the same in the the digital film world, like mm-hmm. uh, CG and stuff like that. I worked in a uh, animation studio, and there was the process of creating like this digital action figure, and then it went to me, and mm-hmm. I like, animated the action figure, and then. It goes to the guys who light and put the color on the thing, and then that's the scene with the lighting and stuff. So it's all these different seg- uh, segments of production, and then by the time it gets to the final product, it's been touched by you know 150 different yeah. artists who all have their own little take on it. Uh, yeah, they put their and own put, little personality into yeah. that char- character. That's kind of cool. So so then, do they all work together? Is the inker working with the penciler? To make sure that like the writer is happy, or you know maybe, what I mean. Maybe, maybe not. That part I don't know for sure. But I do know that all they get is just the the penciled product in front of them, and that's what they ink. So it's almost like everything that a penciler needs to say is right there on that page. Hmm. Hmm. What if I was the the first guy to, to pencil? Pencil. Okay. And I have an image. Okay, I'm penciling this, and I want Spider-Man to be black in this his black oh, costume. Sure. How do I how do I know that that's going to happen when it gets to the Sure. So some techniques that they use they're not going to um, fill in everything uh, in dark shade. They'll just put an X. An X means that this is going to be all black. Oh, okay. So okay. the ink will know okay, all this is going to be all black. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so there's some there's kind some of some consistency and some, yeah. and some Yeah. Man, that's cool. I, I imagine there's some sort of like producer or director of the director Editor. role. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Editor, so yeah. like somebody mm-hmm. overseeing the whole yes. thing that's making sure that it, yeah. Everything remains consistent, yeah. 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 Because you can't just, I, I, I assume, 
some guy can't just draw something and then send it to an and then have it distributed in the end. They mm-hmm. have to have some sort Somebody of oversees. Yes, that's going to like pay for it to be distributed and all that. Kind that of would stuff, be the so. the editor, and then of course you have just the house that will the Marvel house DC yeah. house that will just yeah, yeah, distribute. I can't just write a script right now for Spider Man and send it off to get someone to ink and color it. <laughs> yeah. I don't have no right. No, you don't. Right to make but a Spider-Man. if you were to make your own comic book, not Spider Man, but your own, you can either do it on your own label, yeah, or under Image. Yeah, just like a book. Mm-hmm. Just like a mm-hmm. book then you send you get it published yeah. however, self publish or so then distributing them. So yeah, yeah. it gets all made. Okay. Final version is there. Okay. How do they decide one, how it gets distributed, how does it? And then two, um, how do they decide how many to make? How many copies? See, that's the thing. Uh, that part I don't know too much of that process. But I do know they go through uh, multiple distributors or people can just they go through a company called I think Diamond Diamond is the one that um, takes the orders from all the different comic retailers and there probably is other um, uh, distributors as well but I know Diamond is the, the biggest one and they ain't able to figure out how much copies they get now most times though like guys like Marvel and DC they only print out so much so what I'm learning right now is uh, this thing called variant covers so you have one issue and they'll make maybe a variant of it. Now the main issue, let's say Spider-Man number one, for example, that issue they may do a print run of ten thousand, and normally it's more than that. Yeah. And then they'll make a variant cover, and that might be a print run of five hundred. Mm. So it drives the value up with the variants. Now in the industry right now, a lot of retailers are upset because they feel that uh, people like Marvel, more Marvel than DC is pushing out so much variant covers that is saturating the market and it's kind of destroying Devaluing them. Exactly. Now, DC will be doing that uh, this Wednesday. Every Wednesday is a comic book day. So it's, you know, it's one of the best days for collectors. This Wednesday um, will be another milestone DC is doing, which is uh, Detective Comics number 1000. So I think last year or a few months ago, they had Action Comics 1000, issue 1000 come mm-hmm. out. This year, you have Detective Comics 1000. So, do you go down to the comic stores and try and get these ones? Uh, I used to, and I may still do. Now, I'll tell you my thought process behind it. So, there is one, um, the writer, one of the writers for Detective or for DC right now, he had an image that he took of all the variant uh, covers that was coming out for just Detective 1000. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I counted, oh, I want to say 42 of them, and that was huge. And that's only for what they're doing to distribute to the mass market. There are other comic book stores, like you have Midtown located up in New York. They have their own uh, exclusive variant cover for their store uh, only. Wow. So every place has their own. It's, it's a trippy process and, um, and, and thought. So um, That's similar to like shoes. Yeah. Where they release limited yeah. amounts, yeah. special colorways, and then they even do like family and friends colorways. I bet you there's like... Yeah. Issues that only got given out to, like, a small group of people, stuff like that, yeah? Yep. Huh. Yeah, so, I cut you off, you were going to no, say no. something. I forget what I was going to say, so go ahead, cut me off again. No, I'm going to tell you a quick story. Yeah, I know yeah, nothing about any of this, like, I knew nothing, but a couple years ago, I really liked The Walking Dead, mm. so I thought to myself, you know, I don't really own any comics, nothing really, like, sparked my interest, I mean, I like Spider-Man, I sure. like, and if I was at a yard sale and saw issue number one, I'd buy it, kind mm. of thing. But, um, and I know a few of the covers of stuff that, like, I've done a little research in terms of what's popular, what's worth money, blah, blah, blah. Just so, in case I see it, I know to buy it kind of thing. Uh, but I was just thinking, what would be a cool comic that I would like to really, that I just would enjoy to own? And I thought, well, I really like The Walking Dead. 
I'm gonna go just buy the issue one of The Walking Dead. Just thinking, whatever, you just walk into the store and buy it. Like, I figured there's a lot of them. And what did you find out? So I go to this comic book store. <laughs> I won't say the name of it, but let's just say... Let's just say the first name is like a lizard. And um, I go in there, and there's a, a guy working, and uh, he's the owner. Mm -hmm. And um, he was really rude, like just he's kind of a harsh personality. I didn't think anything of it, but uh, I start looking through the comics, and it's so overwhelming. I don't even know what I'm looking. There's just it's so true. many things. Um, so I'm like looking. I'm like, man, there ain't no Walking Dead number one. Like that's weird. And then I look up. And I see all these really, like, expensive comics on, like, the ceiling. In the glass panels. Yeah. <laughs> so I just asked the guy. He's like, what are you looking for? I'm like, I'm looking for number one Walking Dead. And he laughs in my face. And is like, <laughs> yeah, right. Get out of here. You're not going to find that anywhere. Like, really? You're the only one that likes the Walking Dead and wants that? Hmm. Like, okay, well, I'll see you later then. So I didn't get it. It's a good yeah. talk. And it makes Thanks sense now because, of course, everyone wants that freaking comic. Yeah. Well, not on top of that, too, though. Um... Uh, Shop owners, comic book shop owners, should take into consideration. I mean, granted, they must see a wide range of people to come and in. And it was when it was popular. You mm -hmm. know, so everyone's probably going in, a bunch of all these kooks, trying to get a number one of Walking Dead. <laughs> sure, and he <laughs> doesn't know who you are versus somebody else, but based on what you were saying, that's why he probably treated you the way he did. But still, yeah, they shouldn't. Because uh, comic book medium in itself is not a dying medium, but it's a definitely a dwindling yeah, medium. Yeah, he needs my business. Exactly. Ain't no one reading printed material anymore. You just read it online. I'm trying to keep this guy afloat, man. <laughs> but I'm always curious, though. Okay, what do they do with all the comics that don't sell? Because each week or each, however, new issues come out. Sure. So they must take old issues off mm -hmm. and put new ones on. Well, they'll have a bin, a comic book box, a bin. So they will... The dollar bin kind of the thing. The dollar bin kind of thing. So they'll make their comic books kind of cheaper. Um, but there are some places which I found out that they may take off the cover if it's an older, older issue and one that they feel is not going to be worth much, and they will donate it to um, Shriners Hospital. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So I found that out. I didn't know that. And I was thinking, like, huh, is there a way I can get those comics with the cover still intact? Why do they, they rip the cover off? To just devalue it just, just in to case? Just devalue it, yep. Absolutely. Well, why wouldn't you want to give a kid in a hospital a comic with a cover on it? Um, you think people would steal them or something and well, they find out or whatever? They could, and they could, and then... Um, because, okay, so here's one thing. I'm learning about these terms. It's called hot issues, key issues. And key issues now is there's a lot of speculation in the comic world. And that, what that looks like is, okay, Marvel just announced that they're going to be making a Phase 4, which we already knew was coming. Uh, and one of the movies that they greenlit is uh, a Shang-Chi movie, which is a, a Masters of Kung Fu. And Sweet. That one was greenlit. And the director is going to be a local guy from Maui. So now everyone's trying to rush so and get those comics. The price exactly, of that, comic that comic, the first uh, appearance of this guy, maybe some of his issues, key issues, and now people are trying to speculate who's the villain going to be, mm. because the first appearance of that villain, that one will drive up Vetton Valley as well. It's like comic stuff. So yeah, funny but. you mentioned that, because I was looking up like what would be a good comic to buy now, based on like what movies are coming out and what could be popular, mm -hmm. and the one that I came across and I've been trying to find it. So if you find it, let me know. Okay, She-Hulk. She-Hulk? I bet you they will eventually do some She-Hulk movie, yeah. maybe. Especially with, like, our culture today, mm -hmm. right? Women are being, you know, Captain Marvel, Wonder sure. Woman. Like, I feel like maybe... So I was trying to find that, at least some issue of She-Hulk, because I feel like maybe it would be worth something. Mm -hmm. Maybe not. Who wants to see a nope. freaking... <laughs> I was you never just going to say, that doesn't exactly <laughs> fit the mold of what Hollywood is using. I mean, not that that's right. <laughs> Politically correct, but... But, yeah, I know what you're saying, as in, like, hot issues. Because kind of, yeah, wasn't... Yeah. um. Spider-Man September 11th 
that was like a huge mm. comic that came out at it the was. time. And it's like an all black cover. Yes. And it's like this twin tower type edition kind of thing. That one was just an all black cover, if I'm not mistaken. And oh, that one is worth a lot because of limited print run as well. Yeah. And it was like, I mean, where Spider Man was during that event, yeah. basically. Um, you should, we should go together. You should go to the, I should go to the comic book store with you. That we'll would be go, fun. Well, and first can, and foremost, we'll go to a different one. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. Well, not, not because uh, of, well, I think there's nicer. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, th- there's two over where I went. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize they're right next to each other, basically. Yeah. I go um, to the other one. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, they have like action figures shoved in the ceiling. Yeah. Or hanging or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like somebody just threw them up there with a. Kind of look, yeah, kind of looks like that. So here's a cool story. Uh, my daughter, Joran, so she knows I have a love and a passion for comics. So during um, Christmas time, this past Christmas, she was just venturing around Kahala Mall looking around for things for me. And then at, um, what's this store right next to Long's? Uh, the. Kind of simply office. organized. Simply organized. Yeah, yeah. Inside there, there was a pop-up shop of a guy selling his comic books. Interesting. Yeah, That's simply for, organized. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know of all places, <laughs> so my daughter saw comics, so she walked in there and started talking to the gentleman. His name is Chris Carvalho. Love this guy, and he actually is a local um, writer for his own comic book brand. His comic oh, book cool. brand is called Mana Comics. And his character, um, he has a few, and it's supposed to be based on like um, some of the Marvel characters. But he has Gecko Man, which is supposed to be like Spider Man. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sister Shark is another one. So he was talking to my daughter, really nice and polite. Him and his wife were there, and um, they were like, "So what are you looking for?" I said, like, "I don't know. My dad likes comics. I'm trying to look for one for him." So she had an issue. She was looking through some. She grabbed an issue in his hand, and then she started telling him more about me. Say, oh yeah, so my dad is really into comics. So, oh yeah, well, what does he like? He's like, oh, he loves Spider-Man, he loves this, and all these other issues. He named my son Jarrell, and then right there, his face lit up. Like, really? He said, that's pretty cool. He said, yeah. And, he, and when he goes to com- um, comic conventions, he gets all Jarrell commissions, and they just started falling in love with me, without even realizing <laughs> who it was. So then she started talking about all kinds of other things I enjoyed doing with comic relations. And what they did is they tell you what they took the issue from her, they put it back, and they gave her this package. And it included at the time all other issues that they had, which is seven, seven issues. It was bundled up as like their Christmas package, yeah. and it had um, uh, some cards in there and some other uh, gifts. And they say, "Give this to your dad," and they didn't charge her. That's what? amazing. Yeah. So I opened that up on Christmas Day. I was a kid in heaven. That's so that was one of my- awesome. I love stuff like that because that it probably to you that's probably the most valuable, some of the most valuable comics you own. Yeah. Because it's like it may never be famous. But it's just like a, a local guy. You yeah, know, yeah it's a great name. story. So yes. good, yeah. yeah. So my daughter told me the story on Christmas Day, and I was super stoked. Knowing that the comic convention that was coming up, which happened in uh, February, uh, Amazing Aloha, no, Amazing Comic Con Aloha just happened. Um, I was messaging Chris on Facebook, and I said, thank you oh, so, so you much. so you got in contact with him after you got the yep. gift. And, and then like, he said, dude, I'm going to be there. So we met up, talk story. Had a great time. Now, he has a character named Sister Shark. And she's just a um, uh, local girl um, who is part shark kind of thing. And Chris actually was reaching out to my daughter to be a cosplayer for Sister Shark at some events and conventions. And my daughter oh, wow. agreed. So, yeah, she went in for a fitting not too long ago. And just to kind of see how some of the things would, um, I guess some of the moldings would be on top of her yeah so yeah she's gonna be a cosplayer that's so what a, <laughs> I never heard this story before this is amazing yeah, this, this just happened yeah. that's super super cool Sounds I would love slow. to get one of those comic books that's the comic I should my first comic I should buy yeah there you go that be cool. yeah 
That's super cool. What was the name again? Uh, Mana Comics is the name of his brand. And uh, Sista Shark and Gecko Man. And he also has um, a superhero team called Amakua. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's cool. And can you buy these at like local comic book shops here? Or is yeah. it only like through him? So uh, one comic book shop I will name called Elder Realms. They're one of the bigger named brands on this island. Mm-hmm. They actually have a section where it's all local comics there. That's awesome. Ah. Yeah, so they support all the local uh, local artists That's and writers. Cool. That's super, super yeah. cool. So head there, pick up a comic. If you're interested in getting into comic book. Yeah, and you want to support local. the local. Buy yeah. local. Buy local. <laughs> now, here's the one downside for uh, Chris. And if I see him, I was going to tell him this. And it's not a downside. Because... It's called bag and border, which means you have the comic, you have it put in a plastic bag, you have a border in the back to support it, and then he tapes it. But what he tapes it with is a sticker called um, something like, I just remember the word local on there. I don't know if it's buy local or anything like that, but it's hard. It's almost like a a king's seal. <laughs> so Impossible when I, to it, open sticker. When I break it apart and I can't put it back nicely, I'm like, man... It just—it looks really nice like with the like exactly. wax seal, like a letter or whatever. Oh man, so I just feel really bad. So I told my daughter that she's, oh, I don't want to open this up. No, I said, no, you can read my issues. Oh, very cool, very cool. Yeah, it's like I it just explodes as soon as you finally get it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love talking to people about just stuff they're passionate about because I, I love just talking to people and finding out those things. That's super do cool. we have time to talk about movies? Yeah, let's oh, do it. Oh, dude, we got. <laughs> let's do it. So we have. Ain't no one gonna listen anyway, you know. <laughs> Seriously, for all of our no viewers, yeah, <laughs> listeners. Well, I do. Maybe he can do a commission of and put my dog in a comic book. Oh, okay. So there is the something. Oh. So. So, Walking Dead uh, crew came down a few years ago. Skybound Entertainment is the name of their um, their entertainment studio, and they're part of Image. Now, the cool thing about these guys is when they came down, uh, Robert Kirkman, who owns Walking Dead, he brought in everybody. I knew of Robert Kirkman. I knew of Walking Dead. And that's as far as I knew as far as any comics that they were bringing out. But from that um, time at the Comic-Con, I got introduced to Invincible. And to this day, this yeah. is my favorite comic book. And thankfully, it's done. And I'll go ahead and explain about my... Uh, thoughts on comic uh, American-made comics versus Japanese manga. Because that's a whole nother even like oh, gosh. it is, and I'll I'll give my uh, thoughts on that. Because you told me mm-hmm. I've heard about this Invincible. Mm-hmm. It sounds amazing. Yes, and in fact, Amazon Prime just picked them up to do an animated uh, series on it. I think that'll be a perfect medium for this story. So I need to get the number Wait, one is issue. The... <laughs> yeah, I'm actually trying to look for that right now. Is this the series with um like glass and? Or is that something different? No, that's something different. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah tell us. What's uh, Invincible? Let's sure. So Invincible, really quick, is uh, kind of like a riff on uh, kind of the Superman kind of thing. So you have this kid who is here. Uh, he realizes, you know, his dad secretly is a uh, superhero that goes around rescuing things around the world. And uh, Mark, I think Grayson is his name. His dad's name is Nolan Grayson. Mark ends up, uh, his powers kick in. So he's super stoked, and he starts learning the trade. Now, come to find out that his dad was actually sent here to invade Earth and take over for his um, his race. And then Mark decides to fight the dad, and Mark just gets whooped big time. But the dad couldn't kill him, even though that was part of his mission the whole time because of his love for his son. So he just took off and left. And Mark was just reeling, uh, trying to figure out like what's going on. And he starts growing better and stronger in his powers. And that's pretty much what it is. That's the main gist of it. Invincible. That sounds awesome. So there's a couple panels, which is neat. So a couple of panels that was neat about this one 
is that uh, you have Mark and his dad flying up in the sky playing catch. Now, here's the thing. They're both facing back to back. They're throwing it across the world. <laughs> oh, that's sick. And then it catches it and he just throws it back. And it's going across around the world again. It's super awesome and hilarious. Well, what's cool about that, the comic that I liked, is that's so different than Walking Dead. It is. It, it is. doesn't sound zombie related at all. No, it isn't. And it's written by the same guy, Robert Kirkman, yeah, wrote yeah. this. And he wrote, um, at the same time, six other issues, if I'm not mistaken. And they're all different. Oh, so, so there's like not design. many of these even issues out. There's only like a handful of these storylines. <laughs> Oh, well, these are different storylines. I'm sorry. So he did. he's writing Walking Dead at the same time as he was oh. writing Invincible, same time as writing another comic. I got you, I got you. So Invincible is in production right now, or it's already... Well, uh, as far as uh, with Amazon Prime, or as far as the comic goes? The comics. So the comic itself ended its run, I think, I want to say two years ago. Oh, okay. So it finished up. It's 100, close to 150 issues. But you said Amazon, uh, Amazon Prime is picking up to make a TV series? Correct. That's awesome. Uh, animated TV series. So here's the thing. Robert Kirk, or I'm sorry, Ryan Otley, who I got a commission from, uh, of a Jarrell uh, commission, obviously. I didn't know much about him, but every time I show his commission piece to my friends, they instantly recognize his art style. They're like, oh my gosh, you got Ryan Otley? I was like, yeah. And I didn't know how popular he was until after they left. I started reading Invincible. Then I just kicking myself like, I wish I got more from this guy. So my friend, this is going back to your um, story about getting a commission of your pup. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. My friend, um, so Ryan Otley in Invincible draws this one character called Battle Beast. as basically a lion's head and who's just a rough and tough dude that just starts, all he cares about Battle Beast is just demolishing his opponent in front of him. And it is, uh, so my friend came up with me, Caniella, and he said, hey, can you do a picture of my cat? Because he loves his cat. He said, yeah, I'll do the cat like Battle Beast. And it came out phenomenal. So the guy drew, he loves drawing uh, pets. So he drew pets and he gave it the long braids like Battle Beast. And it just did a profile. <laughs> oh, of, that's of his sick. Cat. Oh, Dude, yeah, let me know, man. Nice. I'd love yeah. to do something Chloe like that. Chloe Battle Beast. Yeah. That'd be sick. Yeah, it would be awesome. That's cool, man. Well, yeah, let's, um, you, I just love talking about like movies and talking about comics. We talk about movies a lot. Um, you mentioned something about movies. You kind of had a thought. Well, uh. I recently saw uh, Captain Marvel, mm. and I know that you had mentioned that you had enjoyed the movie on a mm. thread that we're on, on uh, just a text thread, so yep. I just wanted to hear your take on it. No spoilers, obviously. Sure, sure. So I'm, okay, I'm the worst guy when it comes to <laughs> reviews, because I generally love everything. And the reason why I love everything is one of those where if you're going to put creative effort into it, you know, why wouldn't I not try to immerse myself in your world and enjoy it? And appreciate it. And appreciate it, yeah. So I have uh, some friends that are less appreciative of things and they just constantly <laughs> bash and I was like man so why just and critical super critical and I don't mind um, their opinions and in fact I value it but if you hear it over and over for all these movies it's like why go watch it and, and then they tell me yeah. oh, I'm so looking forward to this movie it's like uh, and they would ask me to can I come with you and I'm like nope yeah, I do appreciate it. It's like going in with no expectations mm -hmm. in yeah. a way and just enjoying the creative. It takes work to make a movie. It does. You know, so it's like I it like that, that aspect. So going on to Captain Marvel, I know. So here's why we didn't so like it. No. <laughs> I know so much about this character. Um, not anything that's cosmic related. I don't know much about those characters. So, but so Captain as Marvel as would be. Like the, uh... The Marvel world, meaning Marvel like, world, what, Marvel universe, Guardians of the Galaxy, yes, type characters, yes. So those characters, man, that put Guardians of the Galaxies on the map. Yeah, um, 
when that movie came out, those aren't B-rated characters. Those are C and D-listed characters. Mm -hmm. And for James Gunn, the director, to take them and put them on a map the way he did, I think one of his best uh, compliments he got was from Steven Spielberg, who came up to James Gunn and said, that was a complete movie. And James Gunn said, man, Mm -hmm. I can... Oh, that's of the talking about the regard. first Guardians, right? The first Guardians, yeah. yes. So Captain Marvel, uh, it was a fun movie. It was a great take, um, especially introducing to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I probably will spoil one thing. Yeah, yeah, go. And it's just a Stanley uh, appearance. Mm-hmm. You've seen the movie, yeah, right? yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the movie is supposed to be based in 1989, and then it actually um, comes into play majorly in 1995. So one of the cool things in 1995 is you had a cameo from Stan Lee. He mm-hmm. is on a bus. And I'm not going to say why they were on a bus. Uh, Captain Marvel takes a peek at him. And all you do is you hear Stan Lee whispering some words. Do you remember what the words are? No, I don't. Trust me, true believer. He repeats that three times. Trust me, true believer. Trust me, true believer. And what he's doing is when she peeks down at him, she pulls down whatever manuscript he's reading. And on the front of the manuscript, it says Mallrats. And the reason why that's big is because that was a huge nod to Kevin Smith. And this is Stan Lee at that time uh, reading his script for that movie. Oh, Mallrats. interesting. That yeah, came yeah, out yeah. in 1995. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's a crazy Easter egg. Oh, and it was a great <laughs> homage to uh, Kevin Smith because Kevin Smith is a huge comic book fan. Uh, if you want to hear some crazy stories about comic books, that guy would be a great person. I mean, obviously, he's huge now. A director, he also wrote a lot of comic books and stuff. He had a lot of comic book collection. He sold all of it to raise the money to make his first movie. And then he also borrowed some money as well, and it's called Clerks. So oh, he's one of created Clerks. He's uh, Silent Bob. Oh, nice. That's nice. Kevin Smith. And then from there, his second movie he made was Mallrats. Yeah, I've and, heard of, I mean, I've heard of both of those movies. Yeah. yeah, they're great. And then he was able to get Stan Lee to be a part of it. So it was a great turnaround to have yeah. Stan Lee reading his lines. Especially because that's not even yeah. like a comic movie. No. Oh, yeah. it was a comic book based movie. Uh, they talked about comic book characters, yeah. but it has nothing to do with. Uh, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that one came out really. This is a gem from the past. Yes. I like the little grin she gave him, too. It was, it was a nice little. Yeah, movie. like a nod. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I like Captain Marvel. It was good. It was a little slow for me in the beginning, mm-hmm. but I love the character. Like, I love how she's flying around in space, just blasting everyone. I mean, that was sick. I, I feel like I'm. I'm cursed to be on the opposite side of the spectrum mm. because I went to film school. Mm, yes. So like I've, I've my entire college, you know, <laughs> I'm just learning about how to write a good story and what makes a good character and uh, about acting and, mm-hmm. and of course I took the animation track. So when you animate a character, you're basically acting through the, the sure. character that you're animating, right? So um, I learned a lot of acting stuff and. So what's your it, what's your take on it? I, and then again, uh, critical or not, I love hearing other people's opinions. It's just. Certain people that keep doing it all the time. That's just, I, I think it was one so of yes. more, you know, bringing it back to like the expectations, you yes. know, and and um, I went into it and I have this such a high regard for Marvel movies, you know, and um, I was really expecting it to be a very impactful movie and like especially with what's coming out next. Yeah, yeah, because you know you got uh, inf- uh, excuse me, uh, Endgame right around the corner, mm-hmm. and like okay, we're introducing Captain Marvel right now. It's got to be a big tie into what's going to happen. In fact, one month from today. Oh. End game. Your yeah, I'm excited. Are you gonna do the marathon? Aren't they doing? Aren't they showing like all day? They might. All Actually, the movies. I'll, I'll tell you something else about that in just a moment. Yeah, yeah go, go ahead. On. Oh, go ahead. Crap on Captain Marvel. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm not gonna crap on Captain Marvel. Um, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed the ride. I, I have a hard time. Like Jordan always tells me, like uh, I ruin movies for her. So I'm very conscious of like not saying anything in the movie or just trying to 
enjoy it as it's happening. Mm-hmm. But uh, it always starts to like download afterwards, like why I didn't like this, yeah, why yeah, I didn't yeah, like yeah. that. Certain segments and but, certain pieces, yeah. Yeah, um, to me, it, it was a little bit reminiscent of Wonder Woman, which okay. I wasn't oh, a huge yeah. fan of. Um, I mean, <laughs> I <laughs> of love course, my- she's absolutely gorgeous, but the and every guy's <laughs> gonna watch the movie because of that, right? Yep. But uh, my big issue with Captain Marvel was I just didn't have uh, too much personality. I didn't feel I felt like you she know, didn't have a personality. A yeah. lot of people have been saying that. They they basically her whole character was based around a few snarky comments. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they didn't build really, they didn't it character like, develop at all really with some her. Some people felt yeah, like she was like, posturing that was a lot the more. One thing I was missing. I, I just really wanted to root for her mm. in the movie, but they, they never really gave me a reason to. And there was no like I was defeated and came from rags to riches. Like there was just no yeah, suffering yeah. involved in her life. That she yeah. just lost. She couldn't remember who she was. Yeah. So that that's all. And that's they how dampened they didn't her have powers. To, yeah. So in other words, she was already super strong oh, and powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they just kept it in check. I think yeah. it was also missing a good villain. Mm. Um, you throughout the whole, and it's very similar in Wonder Woman, right? You, you kind of don't know who the the villain is, yeah. right? You kind of just chasing this arbitrary idea mostly. And then in the end, the, the villains revealed, and, and you, you really have no reason to be afraid of them because you haven't been fearing them the entire movie. That's true. So that, that's, that's true. another thing I had a hard time with, and I think that's one of the biggest challenges that new filmmakers have these days is creating a good villain. Because I really believe that that's the the um, one of the main re- uh, one of the main things you have to get right mm-hmm. with the movie. Um, if you think of the couple movies so that true. were good with DC. It was uh, Batman movies, mm-hmm. and it was because the villains were so compelling, compelling, yeah. and and you really related to them. Uh, and even absolutely. the Marvel movies, right? Like um, the really good villains, you can actually relate to them because uh, you know um, Thanos. Mm-hmm. You, you can actually see what his angle is on yeah, why exactly. he's doing what he's doing. In his mind, he's not a villain. Yeah, yeah, he he's, he actually thinks he's doing good this, because he realizes. Joker. People populating, overpopulating uh, on these all these worlds right. will be destructive for the universe in itself, and that's why he's doing what he's doing to help right. save, get rid of the half, unfortunately, to save right. the rest. Exactly. Rather than having a villain, someone like what Steppenwolf, who mm-hmm. just wants to destroy everything. True. It, you can't really relate to that, and th- there's no depth behind yeah, it. That so makes sense. That's that that was my challenge. That's why one of my favorite movies of all time is Empire Strikes Back. Mm. They win. <laughs> yeah. In that yeah. movie, you leave like, oh my gosh, he's in carbonite. Yeah. They're captured and they won, and I loved it. I yeah. love that. You and, never see that anymore. And that's why I loved um, Infinity War so much because they weren't afraid yeah. to, you know, end it that way and and just leave everybody and like, oh my god, did that just happen? You know, dude, when so. he takes that moon and just yeah! <laughs> on Iron Man, oh my gosh, dude, that's like one of my that's it's so good. So so that anyway that that's my pitch to like filmmakers out there if 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 you if you really want to make an impactful movie I think that's those are two key things that you have to get right is the villain and you have to have somebody that you the audience can really root for. So it's funny that you say that about um, you coming from a filmmaker background and analyzing these films. Okay, the the kind of films I don't like watching are horror, yeah, and gore. I cannot mm. I cannot watch those kind of movies and especially horror because with that my mind just starts freaking out. So when I'm at, you know, late at night alone, it's like my mind just starts going. Oh, yeah, I have nightmares. I ain't afraid to say it. I'm scared, dude. So it came out. Oh, oh I haven't seen it yet. Well, here's oh. the funny thing is my son, uh, hey, JC, comes up to me. He goes, hey, Dad, let's go watch this. He's seen it once already. 
I was like, boy, you know I'm, I can't handle those kind of movies. And my son looks at me and goes, Dad, man up. I was like, what? Oh, you son of a gun. Yeah, he actually he told me that straight. I was like, all right, let's go. Let's go. I was like, I don't know why I was getting all pumped for a movie. I was like, I have nothing to prove to it. Yeah. But then I go. What do you do? And then what I did instead is instead of just watching a movie and getting freaked out, I started trying to analyze it mm. like a filmmaker, as uh, amateur as I am. And I started saying, like, oh, I wonder how many takes it took to get this down right. Because I know... One thing I remember reading is that horror movies, for the most part, they crack up the most because it's supposed to be a lot more intense scenes, and then they just laugh a lot more. So they try to get, hey, guys, please stay in character so we can just get the scene done. So then I started, uh, I guess, displaying everything like that for myself. Like, okay, I wonder how many scenes it took to hear. Oh, this is great lighting. And then from doing that, I enjoyed the whole movie. I wasn't scared. Yeah. And then I see my son over there just a hood on, just trying to go. I say, boy, just man up. <laughs> but yeah, I and really he's already seen it. Yeah. And he already seen it. Yeah. So yeah. That's interesting. And that's all. That's the only time. I don't know if I can do that trick every time, but it worked on that one at least for me. I, I heard that new movie by Jordan Peele, Us. Yes. I heard it's phenomenal. I heard but it's great. Yeah. I have no interest in seeing it too. Yeah. Now, I heard it's a little more of a thriller. It is. That's this what I heard, my, too. My friend from work was telling Her name is Lara. She was telling me, like, she, that it was amazing. And, mm-hmm. and I told her, I can't do it. You know, I'm scared. I'm a fraidy cat. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, well, it's kind of like a thriller. Yeah. But she's like, yeah, but it is scary. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I doubt I'm going to see it. I, I hate watching scary movies for the scary factor. But I love watching them for, like, the artistic factor. Because it's so interesting how a filmmaker can figure out how to surprise the audience because yeah. there's so many there's only so many ways you can yeah. like scare somebody right there's only so many ways we have no so, um, song and then you just play the music yeah, and you're like yeah. oh man but, it's gonna but ramp up you're getting really creative these days and that's one of the things I appreciate but I'm like stuck in this weird you know um, middle ground where like I love the movie but I or I love to watch that kind of movie but I hate to watch that kind of <laughs> yeah. movie it's like limbo yeah so real fast, um, going back to uh, American-made comics for me and Japanese manga. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I... That could be its own podcast. I'm not a fan as much no more of American-made comics, only for the simple fact of, here we are, Detective Comics uh, 1000. We're 80 years into Batman. That's 80 years. So what does that mean? That means that how many times has he been relaunched, revamped, revitalized? They do that all the time with with American comics. They they re comics. what's it called? Um, Redo they um, like relaunch the whole comic, yeah. right? They Spider Man same thing, Superman same thing. They tried killing off Superman. They tried uh, breaking Batman's back. Uh, they killed off secondary characters, which they brought back, such as Bucky from um, Captain America, mm-hmm. and now he's back as Winter Soldier. So it's almost like in uh, comic book universe. They try to go for that thrill factor, and but over time it starts losing its luster. So for me, Japanese manga, I absolutely love. So that's why I liked Invincible. Invincible because the the series is done, it's finished, and it was done by the same um, writer, Robert Kirkman, and pretty much everything else that's involved, and by two artists, which I love. And there's no revamp, if you will. It was a one complete storyline. So that's what I like about Japanese manga because you'll have something like One Piece, which I'm a huge fan of. Uh, 1997 was originally released, so 22 years later. It's still the same artist, still the same writer, still the same editor. Uh, Now, granted, the artist sometimes may... He has some health issues sometimes, the one who created the One Piece, and he may take some more breaks, but it's still him, Mm -hmm. which I love. Uh, There's only one comic I know of, in or a few comics I know of in American Me comics where it's pretty much the same writer and artist and that's uh, Savage Dragon uh, from Eric Larson he's one of the original founders of Image he's still writing and producing his comic and also um, drawing it as well to this day 
songs. Those guys I have much more appreciation for. I have a similar take on like TV versus movies. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time watching TV because I don't well, watching TV shows because I can't like there's no end really. Yeah, and, unless it keeps it's going. the end of the show. Yeah. So I really gravitate towards movies for that same reason. Closure is nice. It's yeah. nice knowing something, yeah. even if it's like a bad ending or you know where like the good guy dies or something mm-hmm. like that. It's nice to have it's done. It happens. It's finished. Yeah. yeah. Well, you had a good idea of like a, um, I think it'd be fun. Why don't you name your top? You want to do three or five? Uh, we'll go three. What is that? A draft? Yeah, we'll do three. Mm, okay. And we can't pick the same one, but let's make a team. Okay, we're we doing. That's gonna some... fight each other. Yeah. What do you think? Okay. I mean, there's gotta be rules. Yeah. You make okay. the rules. Are we you gonna do American-made or Japanese manga as well? I think American. Okay. I, I would. Yeah, I would know. I, no idea I got One Japanese Punch Man. Yeah. I was gonna if say that too. That, that's all One I Punch know. Man. That's all you need. Oh, and Samurai. Well, Samurai Jack is I American. Got Naruto. That's about. <laughs> okay, we'll just keep it American made. Then. Pikachu. I got, I got the Attack on Titan dude. <laughs> whatever one. Whatever one. <laughs> Actually, well, should we do heroes or villains? Let's any. Do both. You, you you can do yeah. any. So you can okay, do so we just build character. We're gonna build our own team, and then we'll just say why my team will. We'll just fight each other, I guess. <laughs> okay. Snake so, draft. Yeah. Yeah, who's first? Um, um, Walking Dead characters have come up with a game. It's a card game. And you basically all you're doing is you're just um, arguing with other people. Yeah. Why the cards you drew are better than theirs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like verses, right? It's yeah. like verses or something. Yeah. So why your uh, school bus of kindergartens armed with torpedo launchers is better <laughs> than a zombie plague. <laughs> so you want to do like a play on that then? No, I think we'll stay with this, but it reminded me of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so since you're you're uh, the comic book guy, we'll, we'll give you the first pick. Yeah, no, I'll, go, we'll, I'll go last. No, no, no. We'll okay, then Kavika, and then I'll go last okay. since it's my show. And um, <laughs> and I make the rules. Yeah, yeah. So you'll go first. Then Kavika, I mean, then. it's kind of like, it's funny because like, do you go more the cosmic route, you know, the guy who's all powerful, uh, or do you just go more your favorites because I'd prefer to go favorites. Um, well, why don't we keep it to the um, Earth, Earth, Earth heroes? Okay, okay. Yeah. Earth-based then? Mm. Doctor Strange. Ugh. Doctor Strange. Yeah. So, uh, for people that aren't familiar with Doctor Strange, why don't you go over sure. like, so, his powers? Okay, Doctor Strange is a uh, surgeon who um, lost his use of his hands, which is what his whole job uh, went around. And from that, he ended up meeting up with an ancient one who taught him how to unlock more than just his mind, but also his spirit. And he is now master of uh, master sorcerer. So he has the Eye of Agamotto, which allows him to tap into all these astral powers. Astral powers, multi-dimension. Multi-dimension. He can materialize things. Yeah. He can fly. He has he the cape. Fly. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, that's he's a, pretty that's cool. A tough one. He's pretty he's, good. He's powerful. You know, I suggested power. this whole draft, and I haven't even thought of my <laughs> first pick yet. So I might be tilting right now. Um, I think. Based on the movies mm, that okay. I've seen recently, um, there's one character that's been pretty powerful, and uh, I think I'm gonna have to go with this female. Okay. Oh, uh, Scarlet Wo- or the Scarlet Woman, right? Yeah, Scarlet uh, Witch. Scarlet Witch. Yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. Uh, Wanda Maximoff. Yep. She she can uh, create fields of energy and mm-hmm. force. Very similar to I guess. Yep. Similar to Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange. right? Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't have interdimensional powers, but I think she would put up quite a. Fight. She would. She actually would. Yeah. That's pretty non-traditional. Yeah. That's very so okay. Odd. Side note. I don't know. You guys mind if I interject with no, that? No, 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 no. I know nothing so, about. Oh, you know what? You know what? They didn't have in um 
in uh, what was the last one? Infinity Wars. Was she it? actually has the mind manipulation thing too. Yeah, right? she has that as well. They didn't really play into that no, in the, the last movie. Yeah. So well, here's the thing: uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, Quicksilver and um, Scarlet Witch are both brother sister, okay. um, and they call them miracles. Yeah, because they couldn't use the X-Men. They couldn't use the word mutants. Mutants, that's right. Because that was owned by Fox, which is now owned by Marvel or or Disney. So Mm. we'll see how that comes into play Really recently. That was like a recent Uh, merger, March 20th, uh, finalized. Yeah. So not recent? I mean, that's what are you trying to say? Six days ago. Well, six days ago that it finalized, but then uh, the announcement of it has been going on since 2017. Uh, I know, I'm just... (laughs) All right, yeah, yeah, go ahead. (laughs) No, I'm just going past you. All right, I think it's to you, Nick. And actually, you have two picks. Wait, is that what you want to say? Was that your side note? Yeah, that was my side note. Okay. All right, I can't believe you guys didn't go for it, but definitely Superman. That's okay. my number one. Well, Fight me on it. Marvel. No, no, no. No, no not Marvel? Oh, okay. Oh, is no, it no, Marvel No, 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 no. We'll stay with Earth-based Marvel. Okay, oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, Does yeah. that change your pick? No, not really. Okay. I'm definitely on Superman. Okay. He is the strongest superhero. There's mm-hmm. no question about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the kryptonite, but no, he is... There, no one can beat him. You can't kill Superman. Mm. We saw the movie. You couldn't, can't kill him. So me next? No, I go again. <laughs> so oh, okay, two. you got two. So yeah, two and then me, and then okay, you, you so, get two. Got it. This guy's going to crush me. With, he's got something on <laughs> Yeah, I know. Then my second one, <laughs> that I, I just really like him. Um, I got to go Hulk. I just oh, love him. I was going to go him. What's so cool about Hulk is how the more you beat him up, the stronger he gets. Yeah, yeah he just there's then, no limit to his power. You don't, want, yeah. you don't like me when I'm angry. Yeah, and th- didn't he like... he? You can put him on the sun and he gets stronger. He recharges or doesn't That's he? That's Superman. Yeah. Well, that's Superman recharges on the... That's why a good, good duo. Good There's actually uh, an animation that... This is a very hotly debated thing. Like, who would win between the Hulk and there Superman? There always is. Because, yeah. And there's Thor actually an animation Superman. online that you can watch of... Somebody did this really well done, like, 3D graphic thing of the Hulk and Superman fighting. I don't remember who wins, but it's just super epic. But this... It's a pretty uh, formidable team. I here. like Hulk a lot. I just like him a no, lot. I did too. And in fact, if he didn't go him, that was going to be my choice. But... If I was to choose one, well, it's um, Kavika's turn now because okay. we're going. Oh, we're going this way now. Okay, sorry. Okay. Yeah, so so Slinky, now yeah, two, back foot. and then two, and then you'll get two, two, and then you get one. Oh no! no. So you got one, mm-hmm. I get one, he gets one, and then it goes back the other way. So he gets one, I get one, you get one. Oh, and then, I go and then one, one again, again, one again, yeah. one again. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Kavika's screwed. Yeah, so I get the. <laughs> He's got the picks, junk spot. You know, go it. Um. Okay, so I, I just thought of, I mean, I, I mentioned Wanda Maximoff having her, her mm. mind thing, and I just thought of uh, that that's a kind of a powerful thing. There's only really one person in the Marvel Universe that's resistant to that, so I kind of outed myself, but I'm going to go with uh, the Phoenix. Oh. She has telekinetic powers, she can control anything just like uh, Magneto can, except not just limited to metal. Jean Grey. And Jean Grey, yeah. yes. And she's the most powerful psychic mm-hmm. it's true. in the Marvel... I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. And Maybe she's you crazy. know better than me, Joe. No, yeah, no, no, so that's it. She might destroy my entire team, Yeah, but she'll, <laughs> she'll hopefully take the rest be of there at the end. She's unstable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but at least she'll be reborn. And so she'll survive. I got a pretty she, hat. She team. is the strongest mutant. Yes. She is sure. considered. Mm-hmm. Level five? Hmm? I don't know what so for me, uh, if I was to look at somebody who can, I guess, if anything, counter Superman, Superman's uh, weaknesses is kryptonite as well as magic. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Captain Marvel. Uh, Shazam. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because this whole thing is based on um, 
on magic itself. So he can he's stronger than Superman, and if anything, he can go to toe to toe with him. Shazam sure. can. Yeah. Hmm. But Shazam's to, also like a teenager. And that's the other side to it too, though. <laughs> yeah, he is. No, he is. If anything, he's a kid. Well, I guess in the comic, he's more kid. Because he turns than into a, mm-hmm. a man, right. right? So he has the innocence of a child. Uh, and the mindset of a child, even and though he's the recklessness of a child, even though he's this big hulking guy. But yeah, I'll go Shazam. Shazam for me and uh, Doctor Strange. What's okay. his name again? Adam. Um, Adam uh, Billy Batson. Oh, that's the name of Shazam. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I was thinking Adam. I think that's the name. Oh no, Asher. Asher. I don't know. What do I know? I was gonna say that's the name know. of the actor itself. Okay, so then you got one more. Then yeah, then I got one more. I haven't gotten this far. So you got Doctor Strange. Yeah. Shazam. 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 Okay. Oh man. <laughs> well, what are some some powers that you think are, are I know. class leaders in? in yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh my goodness. Because I mean, I've got very based. mind. Yeah, yeah. Mind based. You've got <laughs> yeah, just raw strength. Raw strength. Right yeah, now. brute. <laughs> this guy's got a lot of a like, little bit of a mix, I guess. And... Yeah. Well, his last one's gonna be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it will be interesting because I can't even really think of who I got. Can we come back to me? No. Okay. No, it's, of course. You're on the clock. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Because then, because then you, yeah. know we, you know what I mean. You can count. It's like chess. I've never done this style before. Okay. I mean, I'm just. There's just one guy I just like, and it's uh, we've seen him in the movies a lot. Um, I'm just gonna no go pressure. With... It's fake. This is fake, right? Yeah. No pr- <laughs> We're Spider-Man. not actually gonna play Spider Man. I knew it. Okay. <laughs> and the reason why for Spider Man, he can bring the heart. Yeah, uh, I did. that's what I like about him too. Yeah. Which one? Mm, Miles Morales. Uh, both for sure, but I'll do Peter Parker. Ah, uh, the um, the heart and the moral. I like that. I like with that. great responsibility. <laughs> with great something comes great responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> Almost at it. <laughs> With great power. With great power comes great responsibility. Okay, so you got, you got. Uh, I have Captain Marvel, Captain uh, Marvel. Shazam, I have um, Spider Man, and I have Doctor Strange. All right, so that's Joe's four? picks. No, no, no those are three. three. Oh, Shazam. Oh, Shazam Spider-Man. and Captain Marvel uh, are the same person. So his original Wait, name what? was Captain Marvel. And then I guess um, I with a that. legal battle with um, Marvel, uh, they that's decided to right. go Marvel and DC both have a Captain Marvel. Yes. That's right. DC's Captain Marvel is ah. in the Shazam instead. Ah, good. So you okay. got DC's Captain Marvel. Correct. You got a twofer there. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Tricky. Very clever, very clever. Okay. Um, my pick is based on... Oh, man, I got a sexy team right now. <laughs> You're pushing the edges of society. <laughs> I got a two-woman team. Quality. Uh, yeah, so I got I to gotta bring it back a little. Um, so I think there was a very significant moment in the last Avengers movie that really stood out for me. Black Widow. Um, no, <laughs> I should. That would be extremely wonderful. No. So at the end of uh, uh, Infinity Wars... Thanos is walking through and he's trying to get to Wanda, right? Who's destroying. Mm. If you haven't seen the movie, you're it's a, your fault. You're already a year late. <laughs> That's your fault. Um, so he's trying to get to Wanda, who is trying to destroy the Infinity Stone, and people are trying to stop Thanos, and mm. nobody can really do anything. But in the middle of it, um, Captain America slides through, he gets tossed to the side, but then he comes back and throws a few blows at. Thanos. Now, I'd love to hate Thanos because he's so, like, powerful and he's got the Infinity Stones, but to me, he's kind of boring. Mm. But I just love the moment when Captain America slides underneath and 
tries to stop Thanos sure. and he holds his hand and Thanos gives him this look like what the heck why is this guy able such to a hard time. yeah give me a hard time and sure enough of course he he throws him to the side after but there's this very like real moment of like you know I am Captain America and I'm not gonna let anything yeah. happen to this planet um, so I think based on that moment alone I want to take Captain America, Captain America. Yeah, I didn't see that coming so here's a cool thing about that one that was an actual scene that happened in the comics the mm-hmm. original comic um, Infinity Gauntlet where Captain America's like you know I know we're gonna lose but we're just gonna go all out that I can uh, not sure if this is gonna happen but um, uh, one theory for the Marvel Cinematic Universe is and I'm not sure if this is true I mean this is I'm just basing this on what I've been Fan hearing theory uh, supposedly there's going to be a time travel element coming up in Endgame. Oh, and Endgame supposedly has a reported um, runtime of 182 minutes. Three hours, two so minutes, three hours right? and two minutes. So, with the theory of uh, time travel, supposedly that look that Thanos gave uh, to Captain America is like, I thought I already destroyed you. Um, so it's almost like I've seen you again. Like, what the? You know, it's almost like you got damn. caught off from him. So that's it's one deep. fan theory. Yeah, yeah. Because everybody's like, why is he looking at him like that? You know, uh, but that's one thing. That would be pretty neat if that comes into play somehow. It's gonna have to be some dimensional time something. It in is this movie. Uh, it's wh- it whether it's a quantum be. realm, uh, which is where Ant Man uh, that we know is still there. Now I'm basing this on um, who they've casted. And they've actually casted the original Ant Man and Wasp too, right? They did. Which they've already showcased in part two, but um, uh, his daughter Cassie, uh, Ant Man, or Scott Lang's daughter Cassie, mm-hmm. who is a girl, they casted a sixteen-year-old version of her oh. for Endgame. So that's why I think the time travel element will come into play. They go somehow. in the future. They go in the future they have somehow. To. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, we'll see how that plays. I'm excited, man. I'm oh really excited goodness. about this movie. Oh, okay. okay, so sorry. Where do you guys go watch your movies? Well, can I, I want to pick my, my person. Go for it. Okay, we'll talk about this next. <laughs> All right. I'm this is the really, final pick, right? Yes, yeah, this is the yeah, final, final pick. pick. So yeah, yeah. I'm actually struggling a little bit because I really go with just who I like, yeah. not thinking so much about like the powers. So the people that I'm in, I'll just name a few of my choices where I'm at. I really love Ant-Man mm. because he's just so lighthearted. Are you talking about Marvel Cinematic Universe Ant-Man or yeah. um, Hank Pym? Um, I love okay. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Skull, Scott Langdon. Okay. Yeah, 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 Got that it. one. I just love the character. Mm-hmm. I, I just One of my favorite... Like Marvel movies because it's so lighthearted and different from the other ones. He's just fun. Yeah, he's just fun. And then I really love Star Lord. Mm. Man, I really <laughs> it's love. Hard him. not to like. And part of the Chris reason Pratt. is I love Chris Pratt. Yeah. I just there's so much I really like about Chris Pratt. He's on my list of like I have a list of top celebrities I want to like have dinner with or lunch with or best something. friends. Jimmy Fallon's number one, mm. but Chris Pratt's up there on the yeah. list. Yeah. So you know that he used to live in Maui. Yeah, yeah, I know his like uh, Bubble Gums. Yeah, he used to work at Bubblegum before he got it. Got it discovered by a, uh, I think it was a casting director. Really? Yeah. And then the uh, rest is somewhat history. Um, one cool story is, um, um, oh my gosh, Mana. They used to work with us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He went out to go, uh, while they were filming here for Jurassic World, he went out to try to see if they can meet up with Chris Pratt guys. And he went with his cousin who was waiting out there for almost 13 hours that day. And when everybody started driving out from their shoot, it was like maybe eight, nine, ten at night. Uh, he, they tried looking into the car doors, couldn't see anything. But then these cars started driving by, and then one, it looked, it sounded like a, a white Tacoma, pulled off to the side, 
and then in the passenger um, side, the window came down. It was tinted, and it was Chris Pratt saying, "Are you guys waiting for me?" <laughs> and the the people that stood there left to wait because it sounded like they started off like fifty strong. Then the mm-hmm. number started dwindling as the time the hours went on. They got to meet him, and I thought that was a neat story because he took the time out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He had however long of a shoot that he had, and he had to probably come back the next day to do it. Yeah. But he told his person pull over to the side, and he met with whatever 13 people that was there waiting for him yeah yeah i hats off to him yeah i heard hats that story to too so, awesome. yeah. that's so cool yeah it yeah. just makes you uh have faith in humanity once again yeah, yeah. Um, all right and, so who, who and you then, got? Uh, but then my third one is um hawkeye i like hawkeye okay. a lot mainly because you're talking about just like characters that you like right yeah yeah okay. mainly because like i what secret passion is archery i love archery yeah um but i think after thinking talking through this out loud i would pick probably star lord yeah he would bring like a good fun element, and sure. he would like get them out. And, like he's the one who was wasn't didn't he devise the plan to get Thanos in Infinity Supposedly. Wars? And then like he ruined it. Yeah, and then he ruined it. <laughs> no, no, yeah, Supposedly. he ruined the plan. That's what it was. Allegedly. Yeah. And um, you know, I know he ruined the plan, whatever, because they were. But I also love that about him yeah. that he's like I'm punching this guy in the face, yeah. even though this is gonna ruin the plan. I just love that. It's yeah. the opposite of Captain America. <laughs> yeah, and then I love his him and his mom's interaction, like in, in the Guardians one, and just I right, just right. probably Chris Pratt or Chris Pratt, <laughs> just Chris Pratt himself, <laughs> not even Starlord, just Chris Pratt. Yeah. <laughs> right, so let's go through them again. You have... all right? So I got Superman, Hulk, and Chris and um <laughs> Chris Pratt <laughs> and Star Lord, actor Chris Pratt <laughs> and Star Lord, and I got uh, the Phoenix, Wanda Maximoff, and Captain America. And I have Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, and Shazam. All right. So I would love if our viewers, I haven't even told anyone this yet, but email me at, shoot, what's my email? <laughs> I think it's um, nickwilkieproject at gmail.com. We've got to create you a website. Yeah, so nickwilkieproject at gmail.com. I would love for you guys to email Spell me. Spell your last know. name. Who do you think would win? Wait, you know what we can do is create you a Twitter account. Yeah, Twitter. I thought and, and he can do the poll. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll work on that. I'll let you guys know. <laughs> so the Twitter account will be Nick Wilkie Project. It's N I C K W I L L K E P R O J E C T at gmail.com. and that'll be the Twitter handle as well. Um, Nick Wilkie Project, and then we'll do a poll. That'll be fun. Cool. We that'll gotta have cool. a prize. Do you guys have Twitters? No, I... we're gonna create one. Them there tweeters. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll try and make a Twitter, and um, we'll see if we can get a poll out there. Uh, but I thought it'd be fun to try a new um, segment that I'm in, uh, inspired by Kavika actually to do. It's kind of like a rant segment. Um, my dad actually had like a, he calls it a cranky, cranky moose. It's his like, <laughs> cranky yeah, moose. he does this cranky moose segment. But uh, anyway, here's my rant, my rant segment. I want to see what you guys think. Uh, the other day I was driving to work and I've just been thinking a little bit about cell phone usage and the high amount of people mm-hmm. that are just on their cell phones a long time. Like, all day they're just on their phones and stuff. As Kavika puts his in his pocket. Nothing, nothing. You saw nothing. Put that up right now. And uh, one thing I noticed is, well, one, it, I think it bugs me a little that you, ha- you have two cameras on your phone, right? Okay. The back camera. And what do you call the other one? Uh, it goes by different names. Front-facing, selfie. Oh, camera. Selfie camera. And I think it bugs me a little bit that we name a camera after myself. Like it just seems like a selfish so even thing in and of itself is a selfish selfie camera, the selfish camera because if you look through people's camera rolls, I bet you majority of them are front facing pictures of themselves, and we're just self absorbed culture. 
for you guys then do you guys take a lot of uh, selfie pictures not after I said that. <laughs> <laughs> so going forward, it'll be less. <laughs> no, I probably do a little bit for sure. It's easier in a sense because yeah. you're if like I'm holding the baby, I take a picture of the both of us. Oh, that's kind of different. Yeah, but it's easy in sure. a sense. I think that's another reason people use it. But I'm such a technical like stickler. Like anytime Jordan wants me to take a selfie of us, like we just came back from Maui and she wanted us to take a selfie. I will use the better camera on the back of the phone and not be able to see anything that I'm shooting because I know the quality is higher. Yeah. I just hate more. If there's a higher quality option, I'm going to use yeah. it. Yeah. No matter how difficult it is. That's awesome. I'm the same way. Like, I don't take a lot of selfies, but if I do, it would be because of that reason. I'll use the back camera. Yeah. So. Yeah. I should try that out. But it's still, my point though, isn't the camera you're using. Yeah. Yeah. It's the it's fact that we're self-absorbed of, of ourselves. Um, anyway, here's my like pet rant, I guess you want to call it, pet peeve. I'm driving and I see just people in their cars and they have that little vent mount okay. or like a mounting device to put their phone in. I get it if you're Uber or Lyft or something and you need your phone for GPS or if you're just a person that GPS is everywhere to, they go and stuff. But if you pull up alongside and you see the person watching a YouTube video. It drives me nuts. Yeah. You can't just be off your phone for a second. <laughs> you have to need you need it mounted so you can view it while you drive. One, it contributes to bad drivers. It does. Two, it's like crazy dangerous. I've heard stories of like um, someone, you know, they were texting and they, they like kill, hit someone, killed someone while driving. And imagine living with that because mm -hmm. you're on your phone. I just it drives me nuts. There, you can even repurpose your CD player in your car. You put this like thing that goes in that then it protrudes out of the CD player to, to put your phone it. in. Oh. Yeah. That's unbelievable that you were now repurposing things to just put my phone in. Um, do you own a, a car vent mount? I do not. You don't. Okay. Do, do you, Kavika? I have the poor man's version. What's that? <laughs> so I drive a 99 RAV4. There's All the vent mounts are broken. <laughs> so they're like I'm, they're wedged in there facing the way that I need them all the time. I can't yeah. move them at all. So I have I went to the store and I bought like, you know, the mounting like it's like this gummy uh, mounting gum so you can put stuff on walls. Oh, okay, yeah, or, like, yeah. Like, put tools on the wall. Kind of like sticky putty, sort of. Yeah, so I just have a big wad of that sitting oh, in the middle of my phone to it? And I just whack the crap out of it to try and stick my phone to it. <laughs> Does it work? It works perfectly. Oh, that's so... Yeah. Why do you do it? Why do you mount your phone on it? Uh, to be honest, I took it out because I was playing with it, and then I realized that it was kind of a good thing. But I put it on there, and I don't think I ever touch it. Okay, so I could... Okay, I never thought of that possibility. Maybe people are getting it out of their pocket or out of their hand, and it's it definitely is safer, hands-free in a sense. I think it should be safer, but then yeah, like I was saying, if you pull up next to somebody and you see them watching YouTube videos at a stoplight, you know when you leave, they're hopefully they're concentrating on the road. Yeah. But if the YouTube video is done, they may try to fill around maybe for the next video mm -hmm. or whatever. So I actually caught myself. The phone was facing forward. <laughs> Oh, the facing on the, you stuck it on the screen. Yeah, so I was just looking at the back of the phone. <laughs> so it's not really functional. It's yeah, like, yeah. Don't forget your phone before you leave the car. Right, right. Because I always take it out and throw it like on the floor. Yeah. On the passenger seat. I think it just is an annoyance for me in the sense that I've had to start to check my heart now because I was this is so wrong of me to do. But I'd be pulled up to people and I see them on their phone texting and I'll look at them and make like a phone gesture and like hang up the phone, like drive, man, because it is like infuriating. You yeah. ever you're behind someone, they're not going because they're texting or they're on Facebook yeah. or Instagram, whatever. All the time. While oh. they're driving or while they're uh, um, at a stoplight. 
first of all, shouldn't matter. Yeah, it shouldn't. But That's true. Usually both. Yeah, I can see it a lot. Like, have you ever um, been behind a driver and they're kind of driving a little crazy or like yep. they don't know where they're going? So you go around them and you look and 90% of the time, I would say, they're on their phone. They're looking down. Yup, yup, yup. It's crazy that you can control an 80 mile an hour metal bullet that's the size of like, you know, it's 4,000 pounds and you're on and you're texting. But yeah, it's just really, just that vent car mount thing annoys me. You're just perpetuating being on your phone while driving. I hate it. Yeah. I, I think I'm a little bit of exception though, because my phone gives me anxiety. Like... I'm well, you run your business off your phone. Yeah, I'm self-employed, so like anytime I get a notification, like it, it just creates a small bit of anxiety in, in me. So anytime I'm driving on vacation, even like if I'm sitting at the computer, a lot of times I'll leave my phone in the other room because I'm editing. Oh and yeah. Like I'm the kind uh. of person I can't do more than one thing at a time efficiently very well. Yeah. So if I'm editing, I want to just be editing. If somebody walks into the room, it takes me like ten minutes to acclimate to them being there. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I just can't stand having more of the, like, notifications all the time. Yeah, you got to, like, fully switch gears to engage yeah, into something I, else. Yeah, horrible and at it. That. Takes and that's a minute, the fault that it, I have. It takes you, like, a minute to get into it, too. Yeah, It's exactly. not like you can just talk and then, boom, I'm back in focus of yeah, editing. Yeah. No. Huh. That was awesome. What about you? What do you got? Uh, so, for me, I do have my headphones on when I'm driving, uh, like my AirPods and whatnot, and I'm just listening to podcasts. And same situation, too. I don't want to be fiddling with YouTube videos or anything like that. But I will listen to podcasts because it'll just go from one into the next into the next without me having to fiddle with anything. Yeah. And the other reason why I have my AirPods in, too, is in case somebody calls me. Then I can mm. easily just pick up the call and makes it faster. Yeah, yeah. That'll be it. That is something I do, too. I keep one AirPod in. One AirPod. That's all I got, too. We don't have, uh, you know, yeah. uh, Bluetooth connectivity. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's my, like, argument, though. And I know, like, there's important things... Any call you get, you could just take when you get to your destination. Because you're on a 10-minute commute. If you don't answer the call and call them back, it, you really didn't miss anything. Generally. Mm -hmm. Now, I get it. Like, I get it. You know what I mean? Disclaimer. But I just, I guess I just would, I want to get back to. Don't give him a one star me. because sure. you missed something on the phone. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I feel I like, do. I don't just, don't, I want to be okay with not having to take that call right away. And I feel like there's a culture being created where it's like, you didn't take my call right away. And I do this. It's like, if I text you, Joe, I know he's on his phone. I know he has an Apple Watch. Why didn't he text me back? Here's my fear. It's my been fear, a minute. Of course he didn't text you back. I'll see sometimes people call me. I'm like, oh, man. And I've denied calls. You know, because I, uh, not that I don't want to talk to them, but I am driving. And um, I don't know how long the conversation is going to be. The next thing you know, I'll text them back when I get to my intended spot. and be like, hey, sorry, I missed your call. You know, what's up? It's like... Well, I saw that you missed my call. I was standing, I was sitting right next to you in the car, and I—that's oh, why I called yeah. you. That's happened to me a few times. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> they caught you. Yeah, they yeah, the they're like calling. And they're just looking right at me. I admit, I, and they I, see, I, they see me do this. <laughs> <laughs> they see me make the gesture to hang it up. That is a good fear. Yeah. If you, the only way it'd be better if you were like looking at them while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ignore. Or just Staring just do right that and eyes. look at them like, oh, uh, just call me again. <laughs> You could be like, sorry, someone's calling me. Yeah. <laughs> I will yeah. actually wait till I get into the car to make calls. Yeah, see, <laughs> I understand that. Before I leave, I've done that before. I'm not, like, innocent over here. Sure, sure. But, like, I've done that. I, I, I ignore the call because I know I'm going to be in the car and mm. have 10 minutes uninterrupted. Yeah. And it's a good out. Oh, I just got to where I'm at, bro. I got to go. I'll catch you later. Yeah. You know? I just want to be okay with, like, 
not being connected. Mm-hmm. And I hate that a culture is being created of that. It's not okay. Do you turn off me. your notifications? Meaning... Oh, yeah. Okay. I curated my notifications. So, I, like, Instagram, I don't know if I get a message unless I open it. Mm. And, then I, and then I see it. Same with Facebook and mainly just text come through. Even my email, me, yeah. I have to refresh it in order to see the mail. So I know for you with your business, you probably can't do that. It's all pushed, yeah. yeah. Everything has to come through. I know for me, I turned everything off. All notifications except for text messages, and I tried that. So you're or, actively seeking out the messages when Correct. You get so it's like when I go into my phone, I want to go into my messages, see what I got. But it's text messages. Purposeful, which is along with your theme of your new intentions. season, right? Ah, yes. I like that. But um, I did have to turn uh, text messages back on because when I go in there, it could be like four hours later, and all of a sudden, somebody's like, hey, you know, the. <laughs> Real quick, you need to respond now. Yeah. And I hey, I'm at this comic book uh, garage yeah. sale real fast. Uh, did you want this issue? You never texted me back, man. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have either of you seen Brewster's Millions? Uh, that sounds so familiar. It it's does. with uh, Richard Pryor. Oh, this is yeah, it's an old movie, it's like eighty. Yeah, right? pretty old movie. Um, but he he basically gets he, he's told that he gets an inheritance of three hundred million dollars, and the only stipulation is he has to spend. The only way he can get it is he can he has to spend thirty million dollars. In 30 days and it makes him like sick of spending money and and he uh yeah so he is this challenge and the analogy that he that he was given when when they told him like this is what you have to do is like my dad uh caught me smoking a cigar so he locked me in a room and made me smoke a box of cigars and i couldn't come out until huh. i finished them and it basically screwed him up yeah and i feel like that's what happened to me with notifications ah uh, you went all in got burned out and now you hate him yeah that's that's yep. what it is. Yep, yep. Which, by the way, great movie. If you guys haven't seen it, yeah, yeah. To this day, that. for that message alone, is pretty yeah. cool. It's, is, yeah, it's, a, it's a comedy, but it's mm-hmm. hilarious. It's still, Richard Pryor, man. Oh yeah, and, and he. I don't think he. You know, Richard Pryor is usually like profanity and all kinds yeah. of stuff. But it's pretty, pretty clean. It's a very clean movie. Yeah. So it's like Superman four. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Superman four clean. Yeah. Maybe not as good. <laughs> not as good, but clean. Cool. Well. Why don't we, that's a great segue, right? Talked about started talking about comics, wrapped it up with Superman. Uh, thank you guys for being on the podcast. Of course. Um, do you, any websites you want to? I know you plugged your comic site. Uh, we have a I lot have of a, listeners. Yeah, so I, don't I don't know don't if there's anything you want to. Comic site per se, but yeah, just any comic book knowledge. Uh, send it off to Nick so he can uh, send it to me. I'll be happy to learn or talk about anything. What was the email that you just created? Oh, I did create a new email, though. Uh, it's called acquiringcomicbookknowledge at gmail.com. I know it's a long email. But what that's for is just me now creating uh, a new Instagram, Facebook, as well as Twitter. And all I'm liking or following people on there is anybody that has to do it either as a retailer, comic artist, inker, anything comic book related. It's just a great avenue to get connected. Yes, it is. Right? It has it, been. Yeah. It's yeah. been great. If you can spell acquiring. Yeah. Yes. Acquiring comic book knowledge at gmail.com. I cannot. <laughs> and what about you, Kavika? What, anything you want to tell people to check out some of your work? Uh, if you guys are looking for video work or photography or anything, uh, check out at uh, DarthKanaka uh, on Instagram. But you have a new a new Instagram you've been working on, too. Well, I mean, I just started a, a Darth Kolohe, which is uh, <laughs> specifically for portraits. Yeah. Um, I've been getting some requests for portrait work, and I, I always struggle to put together a portfolio, so I just figured I'd create a separate one for that. Yeah. Uh, any yeah. success? Like, has that been good? Uh, I mean, it's it's on a social media account I got managed, which is not the best yeah. thing in the world. But and it's like with social media, you got to post often. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, it it's just creating more work for myself, which, to be honest, I don't see it 
being a huge success, but it's it'll be. I don't I don't look at it as this is gonna be bring me a lot of work. It's more like here here's my here's my portfolio. Thing. Yeah, it's just a place to put my stuff. Right on. That's cool. Easy to direct it. people to something. Yeah, versus comb through all my other stuff to find exactly. the, the portraits or yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you ever want dog portraits, let me know. I'd love to. Get a couple snapshots of Chloe. Gotta get a right on her so she can look like a little bit. Awesome. Cool. Hey, thank you guys, and uh, I really appreciate you. We'll have you on again for sure. Absolutely.